going on, everybody? It is Wednesday, the night before Thanksgiving, Wednesday Eve, or Thanksgiving Eve, whatever they call it. It is the Mike and Miss Show. What's up, Mike? What's up, Kyle? We are here. We've got five super guests on tonight. It's a hell of a stack show, I have to say. It is a hell of a stack show. And you know what I got going on with my eyes right now? Allergies. You got allergies? I do. And Makes I me want to run bad. my fucking head through a wall. I swear to God. Um, we have Kevin Kroom, who just stole the show the other day in, uh, where was that? That Omaha. was in, in, in Omaha, Nebraska. That's right. And then we got the champ champ. Luis Palomino following him, followed by the redneck Dave Mondell. Facebook, don't kick me off for saying redneck, you motherfuckers. And then we got his opponent, the champion at 175, Francisco uh, Francisco Ricci, coming on um, at nine, uh, 10 o'clock. And then we're going to finish up the show with the man himself, a gentleman of violence, Tom Schof. Stack show tonight. Man. Shout out to our sponsor real quick before we get this thing going. We have our boys over at Guerrilla Warfare. Mike and I are both wearing the shirts tonight. Go over there, use the promo code Mike and Mish, and get fifteen percent off your total purchase. And I think right now you could skip our promo code and just go over there and get Black Friday prices, twenty percent off everything all week long. Get some stay violent shit. Let's 20%. do it. Twenty percent off all week for uh for guerrilla warfare apparel and with that said we're going to bring our first guest of the evening on this guy stole the show in the ring outside the ring at the pre at the uh at the build-up videos the interviews everything you all know him here he is kevin Kroom. what's up man Yo. can you hear us do we lose him Back hey. out, come back in. Yeah, back out and come right back. Back, back out and come right back in. I'm gonna text him. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. Let's go like this. I'm gonna text him. <laughs> we just were talking to him two seconds ago. We could hear him, and now he's gone. But that happens sometimes with the stream here. You know. Give him a little text. Oh, I, he might be able to hear us now. Hold I on. Got you now. Sorry about ah, that. Sorry That's about that, right. boys. <laughs> all good. All good. What's going on, man? Living the dream. Living the dream. How about you guys? You you know, we're all living a dream out here. Uh, man, we watched that event the other day. And and uh, from the walkout to the walk away from the ring, we were like, I was like, dude, we got to get him on as soon as possible and capitalize on I miss dude's momentum because you came into the BKFC with a head of steam, fur coat, t-shirt. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Talk a little bit about this, man. You uh you're you're a longtime MMA veteran, but you're stepping into this new sport and you took it by storm. Yeah, man. Uh here's the thing is I, I'm a prize fighter. If you got a prize I want, I'll fight for it. You know what I mean? Like uh I got well, I think six pro boxing fights, a couple broke kick kickboxing, uh I'm down a clown, you know? So yeah, uh, man, I just like to have fun. I love to fight, you know, and, uh, I, I do all this stuff for me. A lot of people will talk shit and be like, you know, he's a silly fuck, whatever. Like I, I do, I do everything because I like to do it. You know, it's not for anybody else, you know? So that's what's up. Dude, silly fuck. It's, it's okay. I mean, you are who you are. And I gotta tell you, man, um, 
I, I I texted you. I messaged you right after that fight. The walkout T-shirt was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is, is that yeah, a Kevin Kroom uh, original right there? So, uh, my one of my best friends and, and training partners, Gina Mazzani, or actually Gina Elliott. Now, I just married him a couple weeks ago. Um, her father has a she has a picture of her father in the seventies on his Harley wearing a shirt that says I kiss snatches and vice versa. And I, <laughs> I saw that and I was like, dude, that's gold. I need that. Is that okay if I do it? She's like, fuck yeah. So, Oh my God. It's, yeah. It is gold. It is uh, fucking gold. So perfect. So, so and Gina, I, I do. Gina married uh, Tim? Tim, yeah. I, I actually uh, did the ceremony. It was, it was a lot of fun. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so you're an ordained minister. You went I am and took the quiz the or what? Church of the Latter Day Dude. The dude abides. May he abide in you. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, I was trying to work out how I could drink a White Russian during the ceremony, but it didn't work out. Wow. Oh, yeah. I hope you're drinking one tonight. I got I got a little beverage, you know. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Yeah. So Take a look at what Mike's drinking. Mike, what the fuck are you drinking? Uh, this is something I stole from my wife upstairs. It's called Lover Boy. It's, uh, <laughs> it's uh, sparkling hard tea. It's lemon iced tea. All so, right. Yeah, it's lemon Sorry. iced tea. It's good. It's not bad. All right. I'm uh, down. I got a little, uh, as my grandfather would call it, a little tea, which would happen to be uh, whiskey in a coffee mug. Nice. I, I, I'm getting raw on the claw. <laughs> Hell yeah. I got, I got some Truly over here, too, for backup, just in case I run out of a lover boy. I've got this Kiwi Mojito shit. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell Listen, yeah. Kevin, the transition from, from MMA to bare knuckle, it wasn't that hard for you, obviously. Um, did you train any different? Did you do anything different heading into this one? Uh, I mean, I only threw hands, obviously. So, uh, I mean, not necessarily. I, I stopped grappling like uh, a few weeks beforehand. Um, but I mean, you know, I, I trained in May. I, I did the classes just only through hands, you know, and, and I kind of uh, made made it a little bit different for me, you know, uh, did, did what I had to do. But uh, I mean, it wasn't too different. Uh, honestly, I, I believe, and I said this beforehand, like this fits into my skill set already i'm really good at what i do and that uh equates into bare, bare knuckle amazingly so heck yeah we actually talked to uh brian Sosha after the event um a couple days after the event and he said that he had a blast talking with you and i know that brian told me he was like this dude just has that charisma he has that like he has, he's that guy that you could just put a microphone in front of and just fucking back away. And- Let me go. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, I uh, I had a really good time. Uh, when I got cut from the UFC, I just told my friends, like, I really just want to fight for a promotion that appreciates me. Dude, I'm, I'm the type of guy that every promotion should want. I'll fight any day, anytime, anywhere, anybody, you know? And uh, I don't really feel like I've ever been appreciated. And I really felt like uh, every everybody in the organization I talked to uh, was just so nice and amazing. I, I felt really good. How do you feel now just having to use your hands and not do anything else? Bro, it's so much easier. It's I only have to worry about two things. Oh, man, it, it's so, so nice. Yeah, two training things. must be a little bit different, huh, on the body? Uh, I mean, not saying that's like I said, easy to train, but. Yeah, like I said, I'm I'm still I'm still doing you know MMA practice. I'm okay. just kind of kind of changing 
maybe what we do in the drilling for me. But uh, yeah, man, like wrestling, while I love wrestling, it's a cornerstone of my game. Ugh, it's so fucking hard. It's so hard. Uh, it just wrecks your body. And yeah, man, it, it's pretty nice. Wrestling is, I wrestled myself uh, as well. But so like me and Mike are both in the military, right? And when I wrestled in high school, I, I got, I, I took a year off did a little community college and then decided I got to go to the military because I can't, can't fucking be around here no more. Basic training was a fucking breeze for me because wrestling practice was harder than anything I ever did at basic training. And I swear to God, that is not a bullshit lie. 100%. Uh, it's, it's like much more mental. I, I, I was in the Marines for a little while and, uh, yeah, man, it, it's much more mental. Uh, then physical, physical, physically, it wasn't hard at all. Mentally, it fucked with me, but you know. So now that you're in the BKFC and you're in an organization, and actually, what you just said a minute ago, somebody was talking to me about watching BKFC, and, and they were like, I love that they don't censor these guys like at all, like in the pre fight interviews and the post fight interviews, in the lead up to it. They just allow you guys to be yourself. It's got to be, it's got to be a breath of fresh air, man. It it's so nice because man, like I'm, I'm going to be me no matter what. And people, people like that, you know, uh, and I'm wild. I'm crazy. Let me be. And fans, fans love that shit. So yeah, man, it was really nice. I feel like the UFC definitely censored you, you know, like they don't want you to get too big of fans cause then they have to pay you more. You know what I mean? Uh, so yeah, man, just let me do me and people will like it. I promise. Now, were you a fan of BKFC before you came over? Do you have any guys at 155 pounds that like you were watching and you're fans of that you might might be interested in seeing yourself in there with? Man, I think I've only seen a couple a couple of their events before before this. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm a fan. It's it's awesome. You know what I mean? Like as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, that's that's the shit that looks fun um, for sure. Man, to be honest, like I don't watch. A ton of fights like I, I do here and there but man I, i've done this for 16 years it's my entire life so when i'm chilling i kind of just like to watch comedy and play video games you know what i mean yes. uh i i will i will watch you know stuff here and there and i mean now now that i'm in it i'll definitely watch some more and, and figure it out but no i don't i don't know anybody i'm not watching uh i haven't watched a ton and <laughs> yeah I, I don't know who's on the roster um, I know what Mendez is like number one, I think, or, or not, he's not the, whatever. I know there's a couple people in there that I know just, you know, from their previous careers, but, uh, yeah, man, no. And I don't even know if I, I'm going to stay at 55. I probably, I'll, I mean, I might, I might cut down to 45. I don't know. Uh, it's all kind of up in the air at the moment, you know? You know, uh, Big Ben is in the comments, a big fan of our show. And he was actually in your he was in your corner. He was the giant guy with the BKFC t-shirt on. His name is Ben. He says, is there any chance that we see Tim Elliott come to the BKFC? He seemed to love it as much as you did. 100%. As soon as Tim's done with the UFC, he's there. Beautiful. That's yeah, funny. for sure. And yeah. that dude, that, uh, that, yeah. Both me and him, uh, like, I don't really think a transition into that is – really any different than like our styles already like we're you know wild crazy and we throw hands so i mean i think tim's just perfect for it 
I remember when he fought Demetrius Johnson and everyone countered him out. And he fucking shocked the world. That <laughs> fucking night. dropped I, him. I was yeah. Like, Holy shit. This dude is the real deal. Yeah, man. He, I, I fucking loved him. And the thing is with, with that, wasn't that Tim? Tim had been in the UFC before. He came back and went back into the tough house yep. and won that shot. And like he was a returning UFC fighter that fucking everyone knew but didn't know they had that, that he had that in him to, to get to DJ and fucking almost you know almost beat him that shit was crazy for sure i think tim's been fired like fired and rehired like three or four times <laughs> <laughs> oh man well you know the guy who's following you on this uh this episode of this show is actually the 155 pound champ luis palomino you're familiar with him i heard the name because i looked who who yeah. was the champion you know yeah, Palomino is 7-0 and right now, and uh, he holds the 155 and the 165-pound title. He, the dude's a fucking stud. He actually f came from uh, PFL, or no, W was a World Series of World Fighting series before. Of fighting, yeah. World he Series of Fighting, yeah. A couple times. Yeah, yeah shit. Well, I only fought him once, but we got that in common. Nice. Yeah, See, and yeah. I, you know what? Kroom, wait a Two second. Two degrees to Kevin Kroom. Did you? <laughs> did you? Did you fight Gaethje in his first pro fight? Yeah, first pro fight, yep. That's right. Holy shit. And it was in the same arena that the BKFC fought in Aurora in Denver, in Denver right? In yeah. Denver. Yeah, I think it was like in Aurora technically, but yeah, for sure. Wow. That's uh small Took that fight on 2 days notice. I took that fight on 2 days notice, a weight class up, had no fucking clue who he was. I just needed rent money. <laughs> what a fucking savage this is a perfect sport for you man i'm telling you and it is like the fastest like they call it the fastest growing sport in the world but it really is and, and it gets a lot of people with a lot of recognition like yourself and like chris camozzi and john dotson they're all coming over and i can't yeah. wait to see where it goes from here what dotson is did so good dotson oh, dotson's a man um man i mean i don't know i'm like i'm i don't plan too much i kind of just take things as they come i stay ready so we'll see. It would be awesome. I, I lived in Albuquerque for like eight years. It would be tight to fight on their Albuquerque card. I think that's in February. Yes. Um, you know, place. yeah, man. Uh, I'm I'm open to whatever. You know what I mean? So let's find out. Yeah. You know what? Uh, they should they should really capitalize on that because you didn't take any damage. You got a little shiner on your eye there, but your hands, how are your hands? My hands are beautiful. I got a little a little cut there from I think probably his tooth, but like they were sore the next day, but they're fine now. Like no no problem. Yeah, a lot of uh a lot of the incoming guys like Mike Perry and um a few of the other guys that came from UFC to BKFC. That was the one that was like the first thing that they said after the fight was like they didn't realize how they knew that their face was going to take some shots, but they didn't realize how damaged their hands were going to feel right. from landing shots on the opponent. They're like, yeah, man, uh, it, it wasn't super bad for me I, before the fight. I was a little worried about my thumbs, like catching a thumb or something, you know, like yeah. on a hook. But man, they all worked out really nicely for me. And uh, yeah, man, I, I'm ready to go. So whatever, whatever happens is going to happen. Yeah, you're right. You you because you you ended it in the second round, right? So basically, you know, Mike Perry went all the way through the last round, and he was like, 
in the fourth round, I just really didn't want to hit as hard as I could anymore <laughs> because my hands hurt so bad, you know? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think maybe the first punch he threw hit me in the arm, and I was like, oh, God damn. You know, that hurt. And then and then he hit me in the face, which gave me the shiner, and uh, I was like, oh, fuck, fuck this. And I think that, like, it's nothing, you know? Because, uh, I mean, shit, I was nervous. You know, I haven't been punched without gloves for a long time, and that guy wasn't a professional fighter either, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, as soon as I got clipped, I think it, like, allowed me to, like, calm down even more because I, I, I was good, you know? Yeah, you did it. You lived it. And now you're like, okay, this is cool. I got yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. It was awesome. Did the instinct to uh, pounce on a fighter once you knock him down almost kick in at any point? Because some of the, uh, some of the MMA fighters that have come over and uh, like Houston Alexander and who, who, who just did it, Mike? Some, someone just debuted and uh, ben when the Rothwell, when when uh, when Bobo went down, yeah. Rothwell just instinctively threw another punch while he was on his way down. Um, and you feel any of those like uh, old old habits? <laughs> Man, I don't I don't really think so. Uh, I don't I don't think that popped in my head at all. Like uh, that time, I grabbed him, I hit him until we hit the ground, and then I got up. Um, Man, no, I think I spent a lot of time uh, like the last few years uh, slowing down when I hurt somebody. You know, uh, I used to hit somebody, hurt them and then get all crazy and then they'd end up recovering and whatnot. Uh, so I think that has helped me, you know, just, yeah, man, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> you know, I want to highlight a small fight that I saw, uh, you in, I, my cousins from Missouri, he, he knows who you are. I, I don't know what high school he went to, but I think you guys might've went to the same school and hung around the same area and stuff. But he's always been like, you got to get Kevin Kuhl on us. Hey, one day he'll come on. And then eventually you're here. We are. And, and here we are. Uh, he sent me a clip of you in an arm bar. I don't know who oh, you were yeah. fighting, but you would not tap. And I swear to God, your arm was like, I don't know how it, it did. It looked, break. It looked like I, a rainbow. It looked like a rainbow. It was insane, and yeah. you did not tap, and then eventually you stand up, and then you slam the dude twice, and it kind of stuns him, and you punch him a couple times, and it's over. And I was like, "What over. the fuck?" Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not gonna tap. Uh, there's one fight where I was like choked, and on the way out, I, I, I tapped, but I was unconscious. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, I. I mean, I like waited for it to break and it didn't break. So I was like, well, okay, I guess I can get out of it. You know, uh, I love, I gave the refs a, a thumbs up when my arms bent back. Pretty sick. Yeah. Pretty sick. That's good. That's good. Who was that? Uh, Jacob Aiken. Jacob Aiken. Okay. For everyone watching, look that up. Cause it's pretty amazing. It's pretty dope. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, well, we're excited to get you on here. We're excited to have you in the sport for sure, because we love uh, the guys that have charisma and a little bit of a fucking style to them. You know, we we also love the guys that just are all business. Like, you know, Mike Richmond, we love Mike Richmond, but Mike Richmond is a stone cold killer. He doesn't like to do a lot of fucking talking. He doesn't fuck around much. He is all hey, business. I'm all business too. My business is just having a good time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that, that's, that's what I love to do. You know, like, uh, fighting helped me i've always been wild and crazy i used to get made fun of it when i was a little kid you know and then like i started fighting and that gave me the confidence to just be me you know and so that's what i'm gonna do hey kevin who's the guy that people say you look the most like uh, <laughs> uh I, I don't know i've heard brad pitt a few times which i'll take that all fucking day um 
a couple people have said uh, the Jay Kalinda, whatever, off of the Kingdom fight, the show Jay about Kalina? fighting. Okay. Yeah, Kalina. Um, and then I, I'll tell you what, one, the worst one I've gotten is the bully from A Christmas Story. Oh, no way. Not even. Bruh, close. Thank you. <laughs> thank fuck? you. Thank you. We can be friends. Thank <laughs> you. That is so fucked up. Christmas. Yeah. Right. yeah. That was pretty fucked up. That was pretty fucked up, huh? Okay. Yeah. So I'm gonna, that hey, poor I'm guy. That poor guy. <laughs> That's funny. I'm going to go through uh, the comment section here. One guy says, You look like David Lee Roth. And then and this guy, Rich Dale, that must be a buddy of yours. I don't know. But Rich Dale says, Kevin Or a new Co- fan. What's up, he Rich says, Dale? Ke- Dude, Kevin Cosner. Brett, I, don't know, Brett, I don't know about that. Brett Favre lookalike. What? <laughs> there you go. And then I thought I saw another one down there. Man. It's funny to me that he's just hitting hitting us with a bunch of uh bunch of fucking lookalikes yeah. here. Brett yeah, Brett can... Favre. That's yeah. that's First, a new one. That's me. That's a yeah. new one. Well, man, uh we hope that you get on that Albuquerque February card. Knucklemania, oh, yeah. Knucklemania is their Super Bowl. They they stack those cards. They fucking put a ton. And we know that they already know, like they already kind of have said Mike Perry is going to be on there against somebody. We're hoping that it's going to be Eddie Alvarez, but it might be. Let's go. That would That'd be, be awesome. But yeah, we're hearing that maybe Diego Sanchez can get uh, be on there. John Dodson, Ben Rothwell, uh, Christine Faria. So the card's going to be insane. Uh, we hope to see you on there. We're going to ask you a couple questions real quick about Thanksgiving, and then we'll let you get out of here, okay? Let's go. Speed round with Kevin Kuhn. Here we go. First one, what's your favorite dish on the table for Thanksgiving? Uh, man, my family makes these mashed potatoes that are just out of this world. Yeah, mashed potatoes. You put gravy on them? Uh, no, they're like they got like ranch dressing seasoning in them, a bunch oh. of cheese. Like it's they're not healthy for sure. Oh, <laughs> which means they're delicious. I a delicious, yeah. yes. All right, number two. Who in your family is most likely to ruin Thanksgiving? Oh, man. <laughs> uh, I mean, probably me. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Have you ever ruined it before? Solid uh, one time when I was a kid, I stepped on a pie. Uh, I was trying to get in the back of the truck, and I stepped on a pie. And I didn't think it was a big deal, but apparently it was a huge deal. Yeah, <laughs> your, mom, your mom slaved over that pie, man. Oh, buddy. I got in a lot of trouble. All right. What is your post-Thanksgiving meal routine? Probably a blunt. Any football? I mean, I, like I could enjoy the sport, but I, I don't care about it at all, you know? Yeah. Go to right, the video well. games? Yeah, maybe. I mean, it depends. If I'm with my family, I'm normally trying to get drunk or get away from them, you know? Yeah. yeah. No offense. If you guys are watching, I, I do love you, but you're a lot. <laughs> and the last one. How soon after Thanksgiving does the Christmas tree go up? I mean, I I don't know. I I don't I don't ever celebrate holidays really. So mine yeah, never, never, you know, never goes up. Never goes yep. up. There it is. There's your answer. Kevin Kroom made a big splash when he debuted in the BKFC, and we are excited to see him back in there. If you got anything final you want to say, go ahead and say it. We'll let you get up out of here. Uh, shoot, man. I appreciate you guys having me on. Thank you. I had a blast at the fight. I'm ready to do it again. And I can't wait to talk to you next time. All right, brother. Thank you very much. Have a good Thanksgiving. Uh, try to stay out of trouble and we will talk to you soon. Mike, got anything else? Nah, man. Thank you so much. Take care. And hopefully we see you at Knucklemania three. Right on guys. Have a good one. All right. Later. Have a good one. Thanks. 
There he is, Kevin Kroon stole the show. Yeah, he was he's he's a funny guy. He seems very charismatic. I love that. You know, very charismatic. I love the guys that get out there and put on a show before and after, oh, during he, all that. It's always good. He had the shirt, the shirt, the the, the, the shirt, shirt. and then the post fight interview where he said, "I'm I'm here to drop bombs and bang moms. What's up, ladies?" I was like, "Man, this guy <laughs> is something else." All yeah. right, our next guest is in the in the green room right now. We're not going to make him wait any longer. He is the champ, champ, 155 pound, 165 pound. He is defending that 155 pound strap against Tom Schoff December third. Here he is, the man himself, Luis Baboon Palomino. What's up, buddy? How you doing, man? Hey, what's happening? Good. Look at you. Welcome back to the show. Look at all the gold surrounded by the gold. Dude, you're back in there. You're uh, you're building on your legacy once again. You said you were going to defend both titles. You said you, you went and picked up that 165-pound strap. Now here you are a couple months later going to defend that 155-pound strap. How excited are you to get back down in that 155-pound division and continue to build on your legacy, sir? Oh, definitely excited, man. Ready to go. I've been working on it. Uh, like I said, I, I, I went up to 165 for two reasons. And one of them is not only for my legacy, but for, for the I want to stay more active before I retire. So what better way than to defend two titles simultaneously? The thing is about you, we talked about it last time, man. You've been around and you've been doing this. And at your, your age, you don't feel... You feel like the best you've ever felt. You said the last time. Are you are you still feeling that same way? Are you still feeling like the top dog baboon that you were a few months back? Uh, and and like, um, have you changed anything about your approach coming in here against a guy like Tom Show? No, I uh, haven't changed anything. And to answer that, no. Um, I mean, yeah, I feel absolutely the same. I feel good. I feel great. Um, you know, I think it's the experience. Uh, call me a late bloomer, if you will. You know, I did start my career fighting at the age of 26 without amateur fights, went straight to pros. Made all the mistakes I had to make in the MMA world, uh, enough to not make the mistakes here now in the bare knuckle world. So that's what we're standing at the undefeated spot, pound for pound. Pound for pound. Vision. Truly amazing, man. Pound for pound, best in the world in, in your sport. Um, Tom Schof now. Tom Schof. Um, he, he has he, his only three losses are against the best of the best. And uh, he's on a nice three fight win streak here, but he wasn't ranked. That's the thing. Like we always, we always wonder about these rankings. He wasn't in the top five, but he uh, ended up getting the title shot. How did his name get brought up? And um, what happened to Chad Mendez? I thought Chad Mendez was probably going to be on the horizon. Man, with all due respect to Chad Mendez, man, uh, we, we, we traded some words. You know, personally, he's, he's replied to me in my DMs after I've called him out. I've literally called him out like three fights in a row publicly, and it's crickets. It's crickets, and I'm not going to be begging for no fights either, you know what I mean? I mean, if any if anybody should be calling anybody out, it should be them calling out the champ. Right. You know? Calling out because I'm looking for money fights. You know, the, what I've been fighting for is my legacy. I established myself as the first and only two-way division champion, because I'm sorry, but Hunt should have been disqualified in that last fight. He doesn't count to me in my book as a two-way division champion. Shit, not even to mention that the first fight that he had when he captured the belt, he never even made 185. So now to go in and, and try to claim double champ status and, and hit a dude in the ground while he was already knocked out and rocked, 
Yeah, yeah, I don't count him as a double champion. I'm the only two-way division champion. I'm doing it like nobody else is doing it. I'm undefeated. So I believe that I defend, you know, I deserve my money fight. So when I call out a name like Chad Mendes or any other name that you hear me call out, I'm only interested in getting paid now. You know, I've, I've stamped my legacy. Now it's time to pay the baboon. And I'm here to get paid. So whoever's going to give me that big fight, that money fight, that's what I'm interested in. When you ask me who I want to fight next, it's I don't care the name. What I care is the number. That's all I care about. So it doesn't necessarily mean after this fight you're going to go to 165. It's or do you have to go to 165 or is it the money? Like which one, you know, what, what do you do next after this fight? Do you have to bounce back and forth or is it like, hey, this guy's going to be more money. I'm going to stay at 155. Well, look, at the end of the day, I'm always going to be a company man. And I'm going to be a man of my word. I said I will defend both titles simultaneously so that I can stay active. And that's what I will do. When I came back from Peru, I, I stayed like a month in Peru. And I, I, uh, I ended up losing my green card. I got, you know, I got stuck in Peru. I was supposed to be there for one week uh, press tour and ended up being there for a month. When I came back, the first thing I did was I called Dave Feldman and I said, Dave, who am I fighting at which weight class? That's all I need to know. Yeah. I don't ask for opponents. I don't say no to opponents. I don't go back and forth about names. Never have. You can ask Dave Feldman about that or anybody in BKFC. I asked the boss man, who am I fighting at what weight class? For two reasons. I need to know if I need to gain or lose, and I need to know if it's a southpaw, right-handed, what kind of style, fighter, tall, short, I need to know who I'm fighting so I can get ready properly. Mm-hmm. So when I asked, he gave me the, Tom, the name Tom Schoff. That's how it came up. you know. And, and if you think about it, he's been in the organization longer than I have. He has, what, 10 fights in, in, uh, in, the, in the organization. So, I, you know, like I said, look, first, first off, is a person that's been putting in work like that, I don't have a problem with it. You know what I mean? I have no problem giving an opportunity to somebody that's been putting in work, especially longer than I have. You know what I mean, in this organization. But in the end of the day, if the boss man says, hey, you're fighting show smoke, I'm fighting show smoke, man. You know, if I'm fighting uh, this guy here, that guy there, this way, that's what I'm fighting. But like I said, I'm after my money fights. I'm 42 years old. I'm not getting any younger. I do feel great. I physically feel like I can do this all the way into 45. But if I'm not getting paid, mm then I'm not going to keep doing it. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm money right now. Um, So your walk around, a cut to 165 isn't much for you, right? <laughs> five pounds, man. I walk around. Five pounds? Look, the, I, I can get as 175. I can get as heavy as 175. That's where I was going with this. If they were saying, if they if they said, uh, Luis, would you would you want to go for champ 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 status and like go to one seventy five and fight the one seventy five pound champ? Is that I too, have, is that too big? I asked for it. I you asked, asked for it. And 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 this dude Malki Kawa got in the middle of it. I oh. was negotiations with Dave Feldman and BKFC to fight Thiago Alves when people were like not trying to fight me to defend my one hundred fifty five pound title and the one sixty five pound title wasn't enough for grabs yet. I asked for Thiago Alves. You know, uh-huh. I said I I I challenged Thiago Alves at 170 for a super fight, okay, and then he wrote to me personally. He said, "Chap, I respect, you know, uh, thank you for the respectful call out of fighting you at 170. You know, there's something from a career, this and that." Okay, so I said, "Okay, so I'll go five more pounds and I will fight you for the title of BKFC at 175," and and it got the attention of Dave Feldman, right? We were going back and forth, and here comes Malky double dipping because he's managing. 
Thiago Alves, and he's managing Yuli Monster, and he put Yuli in there instead of me. I mean, he took that fight from me because he has that little push, that manager talk, and he mm. put, and he's double dipping. You know, it doesn't matter. He doesn't care who wins or loses. He's getting paid from both sides. You know what I mean? But I, now, right now, right now, I have responsibility. I have to defend the 175 pound strap, and I'm trying to get paid. Now, if there's a check, a big money fight, I want 75, you're damn right, I'll take it, depending on who it is, too. I'm not, how can I say this, man? I'm not stupid or, or unrealistic, you know what I mean? I'm very realistic with myself and what I can do and how far I can push. So I would definitely pick, you know, who I would fight at 175 for the title, you know? Mm -hmm. But I'm down to do a super fight. We can do a super fight with Mike Perry. Yeah, 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 that would be nice. You know what or I mean? Mike, what about Mike Richmond as well? Mike Richmond had. You guys are hearing it first, just so you know, because I was going to wait until the fight to call it out. But you guys are hearing it first. Makikawa also manages Mike Perry. I'm cool, Mike Perry. This ain't no beef talk. This ain't none of that, you know? But Makikawa has a big mouth, but he's like, oh, the king of bare knuckles, Mike Perry, brother. Mike Perry has two fights. I'm 7 0. Please sit down somewhere. You know what I'm saying? I know that if I grab the mic and I challenge Mike Perry, Mike Perry is like, where do I sign? He, he is kidding none. You know what I mean? But Malky Kawa is the one that's going to be putting the shots and putting the strings behind. So when I when I get in that ring and I ask for him, I'm going to be asking Malky Kawa for the fight because I know that, that Mike Perry is cool with it. He'll fight anybody. You know what I mean? So what better than a super fight, but meet me at 170 because he's not a champion. They're not going to give us a one type a fight at 175. So why am I going to go the extra five miles? You know, the extra five pounds. So mm -hmm. me 70 for a super fight, you know, if, if that's going to be my money fight. Chad Mendes, three call-outs, crickets. Buaka, I called him out after his win. He gave me a thumbs up or something like that. No talks about him. You know what I mean? So it's like, where's my money fight? That's what I'm looking for. Ooh. Well, I for one would love to see that at 170. Yeah. I think that's fair. I, I mean, you're you're definitely right. They're not going to. It's no. There's no title involved. So why would you go up there? You are the champ, champ. So he should at least fall a couple pounds for you, and then meet up. Man, yeah, that would be absolutely fantastic. Seventy most of his career, so it should be hard for right. him. Right. Yeah. No, probably not. Wow. No, that would be amazing. That would be. Absolutely amazing. Big Ben says in the comments, is Tom Schoff a money fight? Do you consider him a money fight? No, I already got my contract. It's not a money fight. You know what I mean? It's the next fight of the chapter of my of my of my of my life. You know what I mean? Dave Feldman said his name, and that's who I gotta fight. That's the boss man. You know have I mean? you been have you been impressed with this three fight win streak that Tom's been on since he went back to one one fifty five? Because he was fighting up at one sixty five for a little bit. And uh, which is also your division. So uh, he came down to 155. It seems like that's more of a, a natural spot for him to be, obviously, since he's been more successful there. Have you been impressed with what you've seen? I think it's all right. You know, I, I don't I, I can't say that I've been impressed. I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not putting him down. I don't underestimate him. I think that he's a very game opponent. He's serving of a shot because of the time he's been in the company. Um He's one of those guys that uh, you can compare it to like uh, Diaz brothers, right? Where this guy's always falling. He, he gets dropped, but he doesn't get put away. So, you know, you got to respect those things because 
in bare knuckle, man, and you try to hit somebody hard enough, you bust a hand or bust two hands, and they keep coming after you, it could be trouble. You know what I mean? So deserving-wise, I think I think that because of his time in the, in the organization, he deserves it. Uh, impressing me, I've studied his fights. He got a good right hand. He got a good check hook going backwards. That about it, man. I mean, so I don't see much of him. Well, I'll tell you right now, you guys are uh, on top of a pretty nice looking card, December third in Hollywood, Florida. Anybody that can get to a to an event at Hollywood, those shows that you guys put on in Hollywood, Florida, man, I fucking like your walkouts are always on point in in the Hard Rock. You got to see it live, people. You got to get there live. If you're not going to get there live, get the app and watch this because. You also have uh, Francisco Ricci and, and Dave Mundell on there, and you got a stack of young up-and-coming fighters from the area all on there with the Slaughterhouse Boys and everything. Uh, now, you said that Tom, just being honest, you said Tom doesn't really impress you. Is anybody out there being the the uh, you know the mainstay pound-for-pound guy in the sport? Do you see some of these young fighters and has any of them impressed you? Have you been, have you been impressed by like the go-go's of the world or, uh, you know, Jared Grant, any of these guys? And I'm not even going to repeat that name, but that name you just mentioned is like, who has he fought is my thing. You know, that's my issue. Look, when you talk about pound for pound, you got, you got Juggernaut always barking at me, trying to, you know, say that he's a pound for pound. I don't know what, because he has, I don't know how many finishes, Okay, bro, if you give me a bunch of tomato cans, I have none but finishes. Other than Brito, other than Brito, every single person that fought was undefeated. Every single person that fought was undefeated, yep. other than Brito. You know, and just because I mentioned that name, I'm going to put this out there because I keep hearing little interviews here and there, that, you know, and, and actually going with him about, about the, the decision being funny. My brother, if you spend the last three rounds of your fight looking at the clock, looking at the clock, you definitely don't have the confidence to even believe that you can win or stay alive until the fight finishes. And then you gave me your word in the press conference because you gave me your word. So I used to have respect for him. You give me your word because there's a thing going on right now with BKFC and the police police said Diamond Bell. There's yeah. something going on there. Okay. I don't know all the details, so I'm not gonna go into it. But it's not being sanctioned where they're not putting the bell up for grass. But if me, all right. If I don't lost to Dan Nunez, I'm not in, in the belt wasn't enough for grabs, right? If I would have lost and they take away my BKFC belt, myself as a man, I can't look at myself in the mirror and keep the police gazette down the belt. I'm going to give it to him because I lost. Both of those dudes are crying and crying about their loss against me, right? Crying and crying, not doing shit about it, Okay. One of those guys has been fighting over a year. His whole Instagram is me. So today he's like, I beat him. Hey, my brother, if I would have lost a fight against either one of those guys, what I do is I shut my mouth and I fight back to back until I get that rematch. But I put in the work until I get in that rematch. I don't sit for a year crying about it and going to interviews crying about Oh, I got robbed in a decision. It wasn't even a split decision. So whoever's with that bullshit, fuck them too. Because get the fuck out of here, man. It's a unanimous decision. Don't don't mess up my hard work and what I've earned with blood and sweat. 
Don't do that. You know what I mean? I'm completely against that. You know what I mean? So having that said right there, Brito and that can kiss my ass. They'll never get a shot again. Good luck with that. Okay? That Brito had two chances. That should have never had a chance. He never fought anybody at 155 to even deserve a title shot against me. You know what I mean? But I did it because I, I listened to the company. I'm a working man. I'm a company man, and I did it. And the only one that had everything to lose was me, and I did it. You know what I mean? So you excuse me, but those things I got to get out of my chest, man. Those two guys right there, bye-bye. What I'm interested in right now, getting paid. That or Brito those, or the other name, Gogo, there's no money there. That guy, Gogo, you mentioned, I don't know the dude. I've never met him. No disrespect towards him. Facts are facts. Look at the record of the person that he fought. I've seen it. It's way too many losses in there. It's, it's like it's just not enough wins for it to be even in contention of facing the pound for pound. You know what I mean? Now, if I can mention names, I'll think more about, and I ask for his names, like Connor Tierney, uh, James Lilly. I asked for James Lilly right away because he beat Tyler Goodjohn. Yeah. And Tyler Goodjohn, to me, is one of the best if it wasn't for me. You know, so and not because only because I, I took him under my wing and put him in my team and I managed him. Not just only because of that, but it was a great fight. I think uh, Tyler didn't fight a smart fight, but James Lilly did excel in the fight. He looked good, you know, and I would have no problem fighting with him because he looked good. Yeah, and that know? one and that one makes sense too because isn't Lilly Lilly six or seven and zero, oh, isn't he? Something like that. If you take his BKB and his BKFC wins, he's... The only thing is that both him and Tierney only have two fights in the organization. Yeah, that's I, where it comes... comes I think that James Lilly is closer to facing me than Connor Tierney is. I'll explain to you why. James Lilly has all these wins, and he fought a guy that gave me the, the most competitive fight today, which is Tyler yeah. Good. Nobody has gave me a more competitive fight than Tyler Goodjohn. Nobody has cut me and hurt me like Tyler Goodjohn. He didn't hurt me that much, but he did hurt me. He did cut me. Nobody else has done that. You know what I mean? So, Connor, okay, he has a, a good record out there, but in our organization, he's fought twice. And the thing about the 165-pound division, there's some killers in there. Oh, yeah. I think that they should kill each other because I want to fight the best. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, right now, I'm active. He's writing all this crap about, oh, defend or vacate. Bro, shut your ass up, sit down, and wait somewhere, okay? Because ain't nobody over here skipping no fights. If they give me the name, that's what I'm fighting. But what yeah. I'm looking for is my money fight. Is, is there a reason? The number, how much I get for that number, for that name. How much I get for that name. That's what I want to hear. What was it? It was the num like when you asked for Lily, did the organization show any kind of interest in that, or was it automatically he hasn't had enough fights in the organization, so we can't make that the way, the way it sounded like to me? Like it's just not enough yet. And okay. and you look at it, man. This is this this is not nobody else's words. This is just my perspective. You gotta look at it in the business sense, right? Yeah, where we just touch ground in the UK, right. And you have two stars out there. You have James Lee, you have Carter Tierney, right? So if you feed them to me right now, the way that I'm feeling, with my confidence, what I know what I can do, I'm going to kill your money guys over there. That's the way I'm looking at it. 
So if I was a businessman behind, that's the way I would look at it. Let me let these guys grow a little more, let them, you know, sell a little more, you know, get them more wins, and then we'll give them a shot. Because I'm not an easy fight, man. <laughs> I'm not an easy fight. You know what I mean? What about this guy behind me here? Uh, his name is Nathan Diaz. And uh, and I know that I know that Mike Perry was saying that he would like to fight Nate Diaz at 170 pounds in BKFC, but I never hear your name brought up. But I feel like he's perfect for you, dude. Damn real. Come on. That's your money fight right there, Damn right real. here. Damn real, yes, Nate Diaz. Let's do it. But see, the thing with Nate Diaz is that Nate Diaz is such a huge name right now. Huge, yeah, yeah. In like. You know, he's being pulled from so many directions. We don't know if it's going to be Bellator. We don't know if it's going to be PFL one. We don't know if BKFC is going to give him, you know, enough. We don't know. We don't know. I mean, it could be a one-time fight deal. You never know. Yeah. Is still, uh, while still being contracted to the UFC, he's a free agent. I would love that fight. Look, in a perfect world, if I can pick and choose fights right now, the way that I would do it would be, the names would be like this. Nate Diaz. Justin Gagey, George Masvidal, or representing BKFC and only with BKFC's blessings, the goal of boxing versus the goal of bare knuckle boxing, Mayweather. He's oh, doing, yeah, that would be he's, great. Bro, he's doing all these fights with, with people that don't deserve <laughs> I respect Mayweather. I respect what he's done. But he's doing this fights that he can only go so long doing this fights. People are going to get bored of him. Like you yeah. saw that. And he did the talking and shouting, and like there's no competition, you know what I mean? So, who better to understand the struggle of a fighter that hasn't seen the real money fight, right? Than himself, that he came from this, mm -hmm. right? And let's put it together like this where did boxing get started? Bare knuckle boxing. Who's the goal of bare knuckle boxing? Luis Palomino. Who's the goal of boxing with gloves, even though he's retired? Mayweather. Okay, so, and I'm not, I'm not that young. He's 45, 44, I'm 42. I think it's fair. That's very great. fair. Great for the and I would do it with they family in my corner. They got to get that Triller uh, pocketbook cracked open and make yeah. that one happen. Luis, we love talking to you as always. December 3rd, you are going in there against Tom Schof on his three-fight win streak. He earned himself a title shot, and he's going in there against the pound-for-pound pound, number one in the world. Everybody's got to check it out. I want to ask you a couple questions real quick before we let you go. Thanksgiving is tomorrow. You are in the middle of a weight cut, probably, but eh, let's just pretend you are going to be doing something. What is the what's your favorite meal on the or what's your favorite dish on the table during the holidays? I mean, for for Thanksgiving, it's always the actual turkey because the way that my mom makes it, I'm sure that none of you guys have ever tasted anything like it because I've gone to many different homes: American, Dominican, Cubans. And the flavor that she puts, like her authentic flavor she puts in the turkey is very Peruvian. You know, it's, 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 it's just different. I'm not saying that it's better. It's just different, a different yeah. flavor. I can eat turkey all day. And what I did is I, I fast. I, I did 21 hours of fasting today. Uh, and I ate today just a few hours ago. And by the time I reach dinner tomorrow, I'll be doing another 21 hours of fasting. So I can eat, you know, but nice. I'm going to, I'm going to protein loads. It'll be all turkey. There you go, brother. Yeah, smart man. Right I want there. to try that turkey. <laughs> All right, number two. <laughs> Who in your family is most likely to ruin Thanksgiving? 
Uh, we don't, thank God we don't we don't have that problem in the country. <laughs> good answer, good answer, diplomatic answer. There it is. Uh, what is your post Thanksgiving meal routine? Fasting. For some reason, in, in, I've been fighting for 16 years professionally, and for some reason, I think I've probably missed only one or two years where I didn't fight on Thanksgiving time, bro. So oh, I, yeah. have to, I have to fast the next day for a good 20 hours. If not. I mess everything up. That must suck having to. I mean, I mean, you love fighting, so it doesn't suck. But like, it just ha- just, just so happens it lands right in the holiday season. You know. It sucks. It, it <laughs> All right, last one for you. How soon after Thanksgiving does a Christmas tree go up? <laughs> the Christmas tree's already up, bro. Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> it's up. It's been up. It's been up. It's been up. Uh, very festive in the Palomino household. Thank you very much for coming on. As always, you were very candid with us. You opened up about a lot of things. If you have any final words, go ahead, and then we'll let you get out of here. Yeah, final words is if you are a fighter that has space when you're still crying about a rematch, stop crying, put in some work, and let your work speak for you, not your mouth. Thank you, guys. There it is. Champ, Thank champ. You. Thank you very much. We'll talk to you soon. Have Thank a great you. night. Later. Here he is, Luis Baboon Palomino. How he was very fired up about a few things there. It was very awesome of him to open up for us uh, on a few different subjects. And uh, we have our next guest right in the guest room already, ready to go. And he's going to be fighting for a title on that same card, December third. He's going to be taking taking on uh, Francesco Ricci in the co-main event in the one hundred and seventy-five pound oh, yeah. division. His nickname, I believe, got my Facebook account suspended for 24 hours. We're going to bring him on. For sure, but maybe. The redneck, Dave Mundell. What's going on here? Oh, he. he, Uh Uh-oh. Oh, you know what? I just noticed his picture is frozen down there. It it looked like it was live and you could see him, but it's actually frozen. Dave, can you back out of the link? I'm going to back you out. And then uh, go right back into the link. Okay. Here we go. Let's see if he uh, gets right back in there. Now, for those who don't know, I posted this broadcast. And um, I posted the broadcast. And then everybody was like, hey, is it private? Is it private? I can't see the broadcast. I can't see it. It was said unavailable. I get a notice. It said uh, 24-hour suspension for our account. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, what the hell happened? So I'm looking, and me and Mike were fine-tooth combing the description of this damn thing. And the only thing we can think of is Dave Redneck Mundell was in the uh, comments, and it could come across as derogatory for all these Facebook police, and we got our fucking selves suspended. Let's bring him on. Let's talk about it. Dave, what's up, buddy? Hey, hey. How's it going? Here he is. Dave, did you hear what I was talking about? I heard you said you think you may have got suspended for calling yeah. you a redneck. Yeah. 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 So so what it was is I, I posted the broadcast a couple of days ago so everyone could plan on on tuning in and people started messaging me. They're like, yo, is it is it private? Is the broadcast private? It it says unavailable, unavailable. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I go look and sure enough, I open up Facebook and I have a message that said uh, my account was suspended for 24 hours. Didn't say why. But then when we we're yeah, like, they don't tell you why they just say, hey, you're suspended because something went against our uh, our rules. Yeah, and they don't tell you. Yeah. Yeah. And the only thing that we can think of was 
possibly your nickname. We're like, nah. did they fucking did they like suspend? It's a derogatory it? name. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? What do you think of that? I, I don't. I don't think that's what it was. It had to be something different. It had to be something. We had there was two other things. He did write killers, but I don't think that's it either because you know you got news on there. There's a lot of podcasts they talk about murders. It's like that's a thing now. People watch 2020 and all that shit. So I don't think it was killers. But then it did say a gentleman of violence and I know like violence and inciting violence and shit. Every like time I've gotten female. flagged it's always it's always told me for what. I mean it's always said a reason why whatever. We didn't get it. We didn't get a mark. Pulls it out. That's weird. Yeah, it just said violated their terms of service. And they said, since you did it in the past and they didn't give us any reason in the past because I don't remember anything in the past either. <laughs> I just don't like you. I rebuttaled it. I was like, hell no, this is bullshit. Nah, you there know, you so, but I did rebuttal it. <laughs> so we'll see what solve. happens. Resolve everything. <laughs> Dude, last time we talked to you, you were in the 185 pound division. You yep. were uh, winning another fight in the 185 pound division. You're third in a row at that point. Uh, you are five and one at 185. You had told us at that event that your plan was to move down to 175. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't know it was going to, I don't know if you even knew that it was going to be immediately for a title fight, but well, were, you, were you surprised by this? Uh, yes and no. <clears throat> All right, so we go back to the original plan. Like, the original plan was to drop down to 175. Uh, then Ricci took the belt, so I was like, you know, he's kind of a buddy. Uh, they had asked me to fight him in the past before he got the belt. I was like, no. So I was going to stay at 185, but I know my boy Jared's been killing it. You know, the whole shift team is, you know, phenomenal. So he's going for the 185 pound belt. So it just kind of leaves me, you know, sitting around too as well. Even though I've been ranked number one there for a while. So dropping down to 75 just made sense. So we could hold two belts in the gym. So with that being said, unfortunately, you know, he has a target on his back because it is a business and we all want the title. So, and here we are. So he went back to plan A, I guess. Now, you said that's a buddy of yours. And now Francisco Ricci is uh, a cool ass dude. I can see why your buddy's with him. He's fucking cool as hell. He's going to actually be coming on the show right after you. Yeah. Um, what's it? I mean, is it easy to go in there and, and punch a buddy of yours in the face with a bare knuckle or? It, you know, it's, 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 this will definitely be uh, different, but uh, as you guys all know, like all my fights, like even when I fought Julian, like everyone has a lot of respect for me. I, I respect everyone else and I'm a little bit of a, a, a quiet fighter, I guess. I just go out there and I fight and that's what we do. You know, it's a business, like I said, and, and we, we go in there, we know what, what's going on. You know, I even, uh, even when I fought Julian, I had one of my coaches cornering against me, which was very awkward as well. So I don't think it's going to affect me, you know, um, we're going to go out there and we're going to be professional and we're going to put on a show and we're both looking for a finish. There's no secret about it. You know, we both want that title and we're going to search for it. Yeah. And business is business. Every fighter has the same answer. I mean, like you can't be in this business if you're going to, if, you know, if you don't have that killer instinct in you. Now we talked to you in Orlando or maybe we didn't talk to you. We talked to uh, Francisco, but, you both want to. I mean, you, behind the scenes, we talked to you. Yeah, but not on the camera. You both camera. want Perry, right? And 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 is it has it been said is Perry next in line for whoever wins this fight? I don't know. I I guess um you know I had I had seen him and of course I stay cordial with everyone. So you know it's I seen him and as we were waiting in line to pick up our tickets and one of the things you know I said to him is you know once I get this belt you know I'm coming for you. 
And he's like, and he was just like, he was all for it as well. I guess him and, and Richie really don't get along. Uh, so if the BKFC wants to go ahead and give me that fight, I'm, I'm all for it. Let's run it. Yeah. Mike came on this show and I don't know the whole story about what the hell went on between him and, and Frank, but they fucking hate each other. I don't know what the <laughs> hell it is. And he looked right into the camera on this show and he was like, yeah, I'll fight Frank, uh, Francesco Ricky. I want to fuck his ass up. Fuck that guy. I'm like, Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, man. I don't know what happened there, but uh, you fought Perry in the past in MMA. I have. I have twice. So you guys have a little uh, a little experience uh, experience with each other. Um I'm not I'm not saying uh anything past Francisco, but that that fight, that would be a pretty exciting one. It makes there. a lot of sense, you know, yeah. it's the trilogy fight, you know. Both both times that we fought, he literally got saved by the bell at the end of the first round. I've dropped him both times and he hit the mat, stone cold, eyes rolling on the back of his head, and then he just springs up, wobbles back to the corner, and then comes out and fights again. I literally he's like a he's like a Nate Diaz. If I literally got tired whooping his ass, I gassed out and I got caught. And that's yeah. what happens. So, you know, I think coming into BKFC, I got a lot more experience on me and he's got a lot of time too. And I just, I would just love that fight. I'd love to, I'd love to take it back. So you, you are mainly a quiet guy in the scene. You're not out there, you know, being crazy, doing wild shit and you got the title shot. So you feel like you changed the standard a little bit. Like you can go in there, get business done, not have to do some crazy shit and you get the title shot. Yeah, that's 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 my goal. You know, like I just, like I said, I like to just let my fighting do the talking for me. There's all that other stuff. I, you know, I'm a dad. I, I got kids. You know, I, I, I just, I just do me. I don't, I don't worry about the nonsense. Yeah, you're going down to uh, to 175, and you're you're going to be fighting a lighter guy than you have been in your last six fights. But he's going to be a half a foot taller than you with like a eight nine inch reach on you have you ever fought a guy that has that much of a height and length all the time yeah unfortunately i mean everyone 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 on my team is taller than me i guess i'm just short but uh my very first mma fights they were gonna guys that were six four and i mean it 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 gives it it gives its advantages but it also gives me some advantages too if i get on the inside it's over you know he's got to keep me on the outside that's i mean that's no secret but we'll see where it goes and you got Jared to, tra- to train with, right? He, he must yeah. be a good person to train with for, for this fight. He's, he's an excellent training partner. I got to tell he you, he killed dude. it in Orlando, man. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. He, he looked better him. than ever. People are starting to pick up on his power. Nobody wants to get hit on a hit from him, and it's showing. Oh, no. He was fucking dialed in in Orlando, man. He looked better. Like Mike said, he looked better than ever in there. He does. And I do think he, that he has a you know, a rightful claim to a title shot in that 185 pound division. Yeah. I just don't know what's going on with the, with the 185, 205 pound champ there, Lorenzo. Cause you got Mike. He's never Rich. even made 85. Fuck that guy. That's a, <laughs> a lot of, everyone says that. Yes. <laughs> that just, that is so aggravating, you know, like if he makes 85 and he fights, you know, he does good. He knocks people out. He's exciting. Everybody likes him. Cool. I get it. But you won the 205, belt, 205 pound belt, you're the 205 pound champion. Cool. 85, you haven't made it yet. Like it's, it's completely different. When you drain yourself to make weight and you have to rehydrate and do everything 
you're not always the same, you know, and the fact that he hasn't got there yet, how can we say he's the best at 85? That, that just doesn't make sense to me. It's, it's, it's unfair and it's bullshit. A lot of people share that same sentiment. And you know what? Luis Palomino was just on this show. Not only did he say that about the 185-pound title, Luis was like, he's not even the 205-pound title. He hit the dude while he was down illegally. So, Oh, uh, well. Yeah. yeah I, a lot of I'm people have big, different opinions a, on that. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of uh, Quentin anyway, so I really don't really care too much what I say about him. But he's scared. You know, he, he didn't want to get touched either. He goes in there. He quits. He quit against leaving. You know, he, he talks his big game and he came on one of my posts one time attacking me out of nowhere. And when I when I called him out on it, he's like, oh, why are you attacking me? Like, shut up. Like you, you, you commented on on my stuff running your mouth. And then I said something back and now it's a problem. He's like, well, why don't you come fight me? I'm like, you're 205. But if, if you want it, we can do it. <laughs> Whatever. That kid's garbage, too. Man. I love it. I love I love the fucking animosity that, that I would now that we're in the, <laughs> now that we're in this sport and we go to these events and meet all you guys. We fucking we get along with all you guys and it's it's awesome to see there, uh, there's very shit. very few people that I don't get along with and if I don't get along with someone like you can ask all my teammates like when have they have ever even seen me mad? Like I just don't. I don't let shit bother me but there's certain when I see somebody act a certain way and then try to like it's fakeness. I don't, I don't play that game. So now nah, like you're that. usually quiet walking around. You get your cowboy hat on and a smile across your face, and that's about it. You know, just yep. chilling at yeah. all times. And I failed all you guys. I didn't have a fanny pack full of fucking tequila shots this that's time right. in Orlando. <laughs> Um, I'm sorry, I wasn't going to be drinking anyway. <laughs> no, you've mentioned your team, your teammates a few times. And I just got to say, and Mike, Mike will agree with me, the shift MMA, that whole team, we, we really get along with a lot of you guys because you're all down to earth, but you're also a bunch of stone cold killers with yourself and, and Jared and Brandon Allen and fucking Martin. And it's, uh, and then the, you know, Rick's, Rick's the ruler over there. <laughs> you know, we love Rick too. So and jihad. In jihad. Shout out to Shift MMA for sure. Yep. Um, yeah. good group of dudes there. And Crystal now too. Oh, yep. Crystal too. Yeah. All of yeah. my my team extends past them as well. Shift is, you know, my main my main place to train. Jihad's my boxing coach, you know. But I also go over there with MJM. That's how I uh, ran into um um julian but they got jr they had ryan reber they they yeah. you know they got other guys henry williams fucking he's mm -hmm. a beast i don't know why he hasn't been back on one of these cards but yeah he's he exciting just, to watch you know so, so i gotta yeah i got i got a i got a very big pool of guys that i get to to go around and train with but it's just, henry just signed a contract man good he signed a contract time. with uh byb oh i didn't know that yeah he's uh he's gone elsewhere so, you know, he'll go on, he'll he'll win some fights over there. He'll, he'll be back. You know what I mean? He'll be back. You guys. Well, from my understanding, the competition over there is less anyway. So he'll dominate over there and then make a name for himself. Maybe come back over to BKFC on the big show and make some money. Kid's got power for sure, man. He, he definitely has displayed power. Um, So anyways, BKFC, what is this? 34, December yeah. 3rd. You got yourself your title shot. You get you're you're this close to getting your hand on some gold. How do you see the fight between yourself and Francisco Ricky playing out? Like, do you see a long, grueling fight here, or do you think uh, one of you two is going to land something big and it's going to be a, you know, a quick one? 
Um, you know, it, it's it's hard to tell. It's really going to depend, just like everyone, on on how hard they push. You know, the you know the the more they the harder they push, usually the faster I can get the job done. If I if I crack somebody, I hurt them. They start like being a little weary about things. It's, it's harder to find that target at that point because obviously they don't want to get hit. Uh, so with this one, I, I feel like we're going to put on a, a really good display and it's just going to come down to, uh, technique and I, I an experience and I just feel that I have more of that. So I, you know, obviously I'm pulling for myself and I, I think I can find a finish. There it is, man. We're going to ask you some uh, quick questions about your holiday tomorrow. I know that you are, I know that you are cutting down to a new weight class, and I feel yeah. bad asking you these kind of questions. But just let's pretend for a second. Bad timing here. Bad timing. Let's just <laughs> pretend that you're going to be able to uh, indulge in the Thanksgiving festivities tomorrow, and let's do a Thanksgiving speed round. The first question for you is: We've been asking everybody, what's your favorite dish on the Thanksgiving table? Some pumpkin pie. Pumpkin, pumpkin pie. pie. That's the first pumpkin pie right. answer we got. Mike and Mike's a pumpkin freak up there. I like so. pumpkin. Yeah, pumpkin <laughs> pie is good. And I can't, I can't have it not until after the fight. Right? After it's the fight, right. we're, yeah. we're going to get down some. You should just run a whole Thanksgiving dinner right after the yeah, next day. I was just going to say that. It's, it's. I, um, I heard a little bit of Palomino talking, and it's the same thing. Like it seems like every major holiday, food holiday, whatever. I'm always in a fight camp. I've been doing this for ten years, and it's exactly what we do. We wait after the fight, then we we have a whole another uh, Thanksgiving, whatever nice. good, Christmas good. dinner, tie That's it all, all in. There it is, man. I did that um, a few years back when I was in. I was at like AIT or something for the military, and I got to go home for a couple weeks before I deployed in in January, and we kind of had like a mock Christmas. It was like uh, I wasn't home for Christmas, so I had like a mock Christmas. Yeah. Like pretend it's Christmas. <laughs> yeah, pretend it's Christmas. You know, throw some Christmas shit up and you run something. a Christmas story twenty four yeah. hours. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we didn't. I don't think we did all that, but we did like a <laughs> like Christmas dinner and like exchange gifts and shit. It was kind of cool. So that's cool that you do something like that. Number two, yeah. who in your family is most likely to ruin Thanksgiving? myself <laughs> ah, that's two that's two that's two myself I, I can throw some answers for me out but i might piss my family mainly if or... i'm on a weight cut you know i'm hungry i'm 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 hangry, hangry. coming in i don't want to be there <laughs> <laughs> all right number three what is your post thanksgiving meal routine what do you do you just got done eating what are you doing just just chill just hang out lay back just relax be a fat ass you know, growing up, more. growing up, yeah, in the, he's always football on the TV and everyone's just laying around on the couches and shit. But you know what? When I was a kid, the old folks in my in my family used to all bring like bags of like pennies, dimes, nickels and quarters. Yeah. And after Thanksgiving dinner, all the old heads would sit around the table and they'd play seven card stud for uh, for change for hours. And That'd then they would play that shit until the dinner hours, and then they'd clean up, and then it was like sandwich time. It was like leftovers from lunch, sandwich time. Yeah, yeah that and was always dessert a... and cook dessert and coffee yeah, later. Yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe I'll turn. Maybe I'll fucking bring that back. I'm gonna bring that back. Yeah. All oh, right. My. Last question. You're old now. You sit at the table and you play. Um, right. <laughs> how soon after Thanksgiving does the Christmas tree go up? The next day. 
That's right. We might we might put it up. We might put ours up tomorrow because I know I have to get right back to work on Friday. But uh, if not, maybe it's the weekend. It's just it's just again with the camps and stuff. It's just whenever I can find time. Yeah. Yeah. There I know is. some people already have them up. Some people wait, but the kids love it. So get it we up do, sooner than later. We do two in my house. One of them is up already downstairs. So the whole downstairs is already decorated for Christmas. But upstairs, we get a real tree, and there's not a single decoration up there. So I love all go trees. Up I love week. the smell. Yeah, me too. I love it. It makes me feel good. I don't know. There's something about it. That 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 whole the whole Christmas season i just love it i love i love the music i love the decorations i love fucking presents i love the whole thing family food listen all that. tune into the show in a week from now and then watch mike's background it's gonna be like he's at a fucking macy's jc penny's fucking photography place the yeah. background is gonna be pro straight out of a calendar <laughs> it's gonna be something else you'll never you've never seen anything like this before dave i swear i dig it Nope. <laughs> All right, man. So December 3rd, BKFC 34, Hollywood, Florida. He is taking on Francisco Ricky for the middleweight title. Any final words before I let you go? I just want to shout out to all my sponsors. You know, I got Legendary Tattoos, Outlaw Customs, Florida Alternative Medicine, Fitness 360, Quality Rare Coins, Team Reaper, Fence Factory, Bodhi Chiropractice. Uh, most important, be Condemns. Uh, I say I got their hat on. Catalyst Physical Therapy. And then my boy, Nick Reese, over there at Chiseled Inc. There it is, man. The redneck Dave Mundell. Mike, you got anything else for him? Nah, man. Get get over in that sauna and play some video games. I see the controller. I see the sauna. Is that what you do? You, see you play games? <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Nice. nice. What are you playing? Uh, MW2. The okay, new one. all right. Is that what you play mostly? Do you ever play like one-player games offline or anything? I uh, I don't play very much games at all, honestly. Yeah. I literally I just got this when it came out, just because a uh, little bit of like a, a, I guess back in my high school days, me and my little brothers, we play all the time, and I haven't really played much since. And it just came out. He's like, "You got to get it." We started talking, and here we go. And it's Beautiful. it's a great way to cut weight, get your mind off of what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so you get in the zone. It, so. Yeah, the I can sit in there forever and just sweat it all out and stay occupied doing instead of just thinking of how miserable i am <laughs> yeah cool cool awesome, all right well we'll let you get to it man thank you very much for giving us some of your time we'll be tuned in on december 3rd i don't think we'll be there maybe mike will i might i will not but we'll see you uh if we see you i appreciate it guys all right brother all right Take it later easy. later the redneck Dave Mundell, five and one in his BKFC career, all fights at 185 pounds, and he moves down to 175 and gets an immediate title shot against yeah. our buddy Francisco Ricky. He is next up on the docket for our our show tonight. Want to bring him in, Mike? Um, yeah, let's bring him. All right. Oh, you want to do it now? Okay, <laughs> sure. We'll bring him in now. Here he is. The middleweight champion for the BKFC 175 pound monster himself, Francisco Ricky. What's up, buddy? Hey, what's up, guys? How are you? Yeah. What's Can you going hear me? on, man? What are you in the gym? Yeah. Um, I uh, was going to try to bolt home and make it back because my phone's also, you know, very low. And I trained down in Kendall and I live in Lockdale. So that would have been a 45 minute drive. And I, I don't think I would have made it. But oh, I would have pulled over to finish this interview for sure, though. Putting in the work, man. It's a, it's good to see you again. Here's a, we saw here's you a lab. 
Here's my coach, Master Splinter, Manolo Lopez. Hey. Master, Master Splinter, what's up? Yeah. What's up, guys? Ah, you know, we're just doing what we always do on Wednesdays and Thursdays. We're always live. We're always talking to you fucking badass bare knuckle fighters. And dude, we're excited about this fight December 3rd in Hollywood, man. You're fighting your buddy Dave Mundell. We just talked to Dave. He's excited about making his debut down at 175, and he just happened to get himself a title shot against you. Uh, were you were he he said he was slightly surprised that he got a title shot as soon as he went down there, but were you surprised that that was the, the opponent that they threw at you? Um, yeah, yes and no. There kind of wasn't anybody else there once Richmond went up in weight. So, um, you know, that illiterate cocksucker that always mentions me for whatever fucking reason, he wasn't going to fight me because, you know, he just, I don't know, doesn't have any fur on his balls. But, yeah, um, I was surprised as well just because of the way that they announced it. Me and Palomino and Yuli were all watching the uh, the fights. I think it was BKFC 31 or 32. And uh, all of a sudden, we saw a poster with Palomino's name and my name on it. And I was like, oh, shit, I guess I'm fighting, which was, uh, you know, it was just it, it was it was cool. But, you know, it is what it is. I told Feldman, I'm like, yeah, dude, I could probably make December 3rd because I just had ACL surgery back in September. So I was like, yeah, I could, I could probably do it, you know. And then all of a sudden the poster came up and I'm like, okay, I'm doing it. So, <laughs> whoa. So you, okay. you learned on the broadcast. That's fucking yeah. crazy. Yeah. I like it. I mean, I, it's not like, it, it's not like he made a decision for me that I didn't want to make, you know, but it was definitely like the contracts weren't signed until like a couple weeks after, but I like finding out about it like that. You know, I'm a real fighter. I'm not one of the guys that say, oh, I'll fight anybody anytime, anywhere. And then all of a sudden, like something like that pops up and I go, wait, hold on. Who did you talk to about this? Fuck no. I don't care. No, it is what it is. If you're going to fight, fight who you, who you need to fight. And especially right now, the seat that I'm in, I can't say no to anybody. You know, if they, they told me I had to fight my dad or my teammate, I would just vacate the belt because I, I don't want to fight them. But you can't hold the title and choose who you fight. So, so Dave, uh, we just got done talking to him. You guys are cool with each other. Um, Dave Mundell, man, uh, this guy has been an absolute killer up at a 185. Uh, I know you, you've probably been impressed by what you've seen out of him. Um, training for, a, a, you know, training for a Dave Mondell, like how you feeling and what are you thinking about this fight? Like, how do you see this fight playing out a little bit? I feel really good. Um, I, I know what I'm in for. By the way, guys, if, if my phone, it's at 5% now. If it gets down to like 2%, I'm just going to haul ass to my car, but I'll, I'll keep you guys on. I'll try to make it as inconspicuous as possible just so I can hook it up to the charger. Yeah, I'll try to keep it, it as professional as I can. Yeah. Sure. Um, Mundell, what do I see about him? Uh, nothing, dude. He's the, the, the thing that I see about Mundell is that he's, uh, he's a hard guy to look impressive against. You know, he's very good at mitigating the risks, um, that are taken in a fight, but you guys know me. I mean, you've seen me fight out of five fights, four of them are finishes. And the one that wasn't a finish was a fight of the night. So, um, I'll bring, I'll bring the pain to him. You know, I'll definitely be aggressive. I'll be in his face and it's either him or me. That's going to wake up. Yeah. This could be. We might might be having that battery problem, that. bro. Oh yeah. All right. I think well, yeah. I think no, no I'm, I'm still at five. Okay. Know, well, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll be safe. Your, your max hydro. I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll go outside. <laughs> I'll go outside just in case. So at least I have more signal too. But I'll just hook you guys oh, yeah, up to the charger just in case. Yeah. That could be. You're starting to get choppy. But um, you know what? Yeah, I, no. I, I, 
I loved uh, how you just described Dave as a guy who's hard to look impressive against. That is like the perfect way to describe Dave Mundell. Like nobody looks phenomenal against him. Yeah. That is like spot he, on. He's a very durable bastard. You know, he, he knows he, he's got good vision for strikes. Um, he knows what he's doing. He knows where, his, where he's at. And he sees uh, range very well. <laughs> so he's a guy that if he doesn't want you, uh, if he doesn't want you in there, he doesn't want you in there. If you get into, into his comfort zone, he'll definitely make it a firefight. So you see guys that are always stuck in either the, the outside range or the inside range, but they both favor him. So anybody's comfortable, anybody that's comfortable in the mid range, for example, would have a really hard time because they're either too close or too far. They're too far to the point that you're either overreaching and he then can counter you, which he does all the time, or you're into his safe zone where he's got short arms. He's a short dude. He packs a punch because obviously he's short and powerful. So you're 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 in there getting your head shoot off, and then you got to get right back out because it's like, oh shit, what's going on? You know. So he's very good at mitigating that, at, at giving you only an inside or outside. Funny enough, the guy that he ended up losing to is probably the only person that he's ever fought with shorter arms than he does. That you know has shorter arms than him. <laughs> So, you know, and it was obviously a little bit more explosive, but I was at that fight. I think I actually, actually, I know I debuted that night. So I watched that fight live and I also watched his last fight live before I had any idea that me and him were fighting each other. Um, Cause you know, like I said, we are friends. Um, I was in Tampa watching the fights with my girl and uh, it was a good night of fights. He fought, his uh, teammate fought and it was, uh, it was impressive. You know, he fought uh, Dave Simpson and then he waited for the perfect opportunity and he was able to catch him with a good counter shot coming in. But we were just talking to him and talking about how you guys are buddies. And for you, this is going to be the second fight in a row where you got to fight a buddy. Is that weird yeah. for you now? I mean, obviously, you guys, it's all business and stuff. But like two times in a row, now you got to fight someone that you that you actually like. You don't want to punch find him that, in the face. I find it ironic because um, I was a small fish in my gym, you know, many years ago. And obviously, like the big guys, they they give you advice and tell you what to do. And now... I'm not one of the big fish. I'm 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 too uh, humble to fucking call myself one of the top guys at our gym. We have monsters here down in Freedom Fighters, but I try to help out some of the newer guys, and I tell them, I'm like, listen, bro, like here you're training against your friends. You don't need to go to World War Three when you're sparring. You don't need to kill each other, even though in a boxing gym you're always killing each other. But um, you don't need to kill each other. You know, wait till you're out there. You're fighting somebody you don't like, and that's your canvas. You know, there you can paint your masterpiece. There, all your friends, your family, they're all out there watching you that's when you can actually hurt the person, you know? And of course we never wish pain upon each other. You know, it's not, of course we're going out there to hurt each other, but it's not like you want something bad to happen to your opponent. But at the same time, it's ironic that now all of a sudden the last two people that I fucking fought were both people that, well, I guess, you know, I, 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 I'm not fighting somebody that I don't like and want to hurt quote unquote. So I just find that ironic, but to be honest with you, I feel like eventually I'm going to run out of friends and I'm finally going to get to fight somebody that I either don't like or don't know. You know, it, it is what it is. It's not like I'm trying to fight somebody that I have animosity with because I, I don't really have animosity with too many people. You guys have met me. I'm, I'm a relatively polite guy. Um, I, I try to get along with everybody. I, I don't find a reason to start a problem if there's not one to be started. But I, I think eventually I'll finally get back to fighting people that I don't like or people that I you know just don't know. And I think it's kind of funny too. This is the fourth straight fight in the Hard Rock. With this is like your home. This is your is hometown. It? Yeah, you fought Brian yeah, Maxwell, shit. Jake yep. Bothwick, Yuli, and now Dave. No yeah, kidding. Uh, the the hard the the Seminole Hard Rock in Hollywood, Florida, is like fucking home turf for you now. At this yep. point, 
That's a, a hell of a venue, man. It really is. And and like I gotta be honest, the first time we went to one of those one of the fights at the Hard Rock, I think it was the very first one. Was BKFC it KFC eighteen? B- BKFC, yeah, I yeah, that was when I had. fought Maxwell. Yep, BKFC eighteen. Like when we walked in and we first saw the setup, we were all like, "Oh, me and him to like collectively, we were like, oh man, I don't know how this is gonna be." It fucking blew our minds, and like every time we've gone back there since, I absolutely love that place. That is the yep. perfect place for these shows. Absolutely perfect. That's the mecca for sure. It really is. For it, sure. it, and then you got you get throw like guys like you and Yuli and and some of these uh, some of the slaughterhouse guys. You guys fill that fucking mi- that 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 local crowd just fills that arena up, and it yeah. is so goddamn loud in there. The energy in the room is in fucking insane. I love it there, man. And you must love fighting. Absolutely. There, sure. Yeah, I do. I do. I love it. And shit, the last four times that I fought was over there. It was actually. Was supposed to be after Maxwell. I was supposed to be fighting down at the uh, James L. Knight Center in Miami, and then I had that last-minute opponent pull out. Well, the fifth last-minute opponent pull out. But I like fighting at the Hard Rock. It's close to home. I actually used to live right behind the Hard Rock. I used to live right off of uh, Griffin Road, right there next to the Hard Rock, um, Griffin and uh, University. So I was very close. But even now, I'm just a five-minute drive away. Yeah, man, That's it's nice. a fucking hell of an area. I, I love that place. Yeah. Um, you mentioned uh, somebody without saying his name a little earlier. If you know you get you get through Dave and you retain your title, is Mike Perry uh, next in line for you? And are you guys finally going to be able to uh, settle your differences inside the squared circle? I don't think so. Uh, to me, that ship has sailed. I don't think that he will ever fight me, and I think that that means that he's starting to come around and learn a thing or two. Because if he ever fights me, it'll be really fucking ugly. Because imagine him losing to somebody that he hates so much and had so much to say in the media. So he's just going to, he's hiding behind some like technicalities that are all bullshit because he's already taken me to court and his fucking dumbass attorney failed to file motion in time. So he's already lost in court too. But he's going to sit there and keep saying that shit to the public and, you know, keep trying to hide and do whatever the fuck he can and not fight me because him and his fat ass diabetic manager don't want any fucking piece of me. But. I don't mean to curse so much, by the way. It's just um, okay. it sucks. Perfect. It sucks when you're you're blessed to be able to work for a company where if you don't like your coworker, you don't like the person that you you know don't like, you get to fight them. Even better is the fact that you're in the same fucking promotion, the same fucking weight class. You're the champion, right? So like now, of course, Perry is obviously more popular than me. Nobody knows who the fuck I am, but I'm the champion, right? So now I'm at number one. So for him to get the belt, I'm not talking about that fucking Chuck E. Cheese belt that he won from a fucking gumball machine that he brought with him to, to fucking London. I'm talking about the actual belt, the fucking gold, baby. Like, this is what tells you, like, this is what separates the men from the boys. He wants to fight for that shit. He's going to have to go through me, but he's never going to. He's sitting there, and he he went up to Dave Mundell, and it's funny because they hate each other. This is what's priceless to me. They fought twice, and they don't like each other. I mean, my, Dave's a very respectful guy. Of I don't know if he possibly hates somebody, but from what I heard, they don't like each other. So he, he runs up and he's like, hey, you know, like beat his ass, you know, just get in there and punch him in the face, which is awesome. That's such a good game plan because I promise nobody I fought before has ever tried to do that to me before. So <laughs> you just gave Dave the recipe to beat no Frank here. So I just, you know, it, it's annoying when the question keeps popping over and over and over and over about some illiterate shit stick that's never going to fucking hold my jock strap because he's never going to achieve what the fuck I achieve when it comes to actual merit and athleticism and being a fucking fighter. You know, I people people love to sit there and, and, and jump on the Perry bandwagon because 
you know, he started a couple street fights with some random ordinary civilians that were inside of a restaurant trying to get him out of there because he was fucking dressed in slides and swearing his mouth off, which I'm kind of doing right now. But he's sitting there fighting random people that have never fought in the street. But then he admits to me that he turned down Kevin Lee, which is the reason why he got kicked out of the UFC. I even have a text message from him telling me that he doesn't want any problems with me and bare knuckle. So like everybody's like sitting there saying, oh, Mike Perry will fight anybody anytime, anywhere. Yeah, okay, cool. So it's like, I know the truth, but I'm just keeping it to myself because again, he he ran his mouth at fucking Orlando. I was right there. He didn't do shit. He didn't say shit. He didn't have any fucking words for me. We were in his hometown. So what's the fucking point of even talking about this guy when he's just not going to fight me? When all of a sudden they do the shit that uh, they did for me and Mundell and they go, hey, boom, like main event for like knuckle mania perry versus ricky or you know some shit along those lines good you know then we'll come on here we'll talk about it but like i said i i just it's annoying having my hands tied behind my back knowing that he's just not gonna fight me and unfortunately like i said i, I feel like that ship is still but actually unfortunately no because now he's a father it would suck if he grows up breathing through a fucking straw and can't even spend time with his fucking kids because he took the wrong fight so i'm actually kind of happy for him that he's smart enough to stay the fuck away from me when it comes to the squared circle but whatever, you know, I can't, can't lie to you. Of course, I would love to get paid an abnormal amount of money to beat him senseless. But will it happen? Probably not. Jesus, man. You, yeah, there's, do you really love him? I think. <laughs> I'm sorry. There is real. I'll tell you there, what. It's a match made really, in heaven here, ladies and gentlemen. All bullshit aside. And, and I've, I've said this before, too. Of course, like I, you know, could care less and less about his well-being. If you give me the choice right now, like, hey, you know, would you wish the best for Perry, wish the worst for Perry? Fuck no, I wish the best for him. Also, because there's other people around him that are probably good people. So I never try to uh, let the shit fly. I have a personal problem with him that I would love to resolve at some point, but I wish him the fucking best. I don't care. And on top of that, do I respect him? Yeah, of course I respect him. He still fights. He still goes goes to war every time that he fights. Of course I do. But it's just annoying when we have that kind of animosity, that kind of beef that it's not even like I started. He was sitting there wishing me good luck after he fucking picked up his car from my shop, wishing me good luck for my fight in November that obviously never went through because I had that last minute pullout. And then all of a sudden, you know, like the old bait and switch because he he grew some hair on his balls after he beat Michael Seals, you know, so just that kind of stuff's very annoying. But like I said, do I wish him the best by all fucking means? Just far the hell away from me, you know? Wow. It's a problem that unfortunately it's, it's almost like, you know, you have a water heater that you just can't fix no matter what you can't fix it. It's like, fuck, you know, like I'm just not going to take a shower in a fucking bathroom anymore. Like, it's just annoying, you know? Yeah. I love it, man. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for, uh, for really opening up with us here. Um, what we're going to do here, we're going to ask you a couple questions about tomorrow's uh, holiday and then we'll let you get back to the gym. All right, buddy. Sounds good. And Thanks. I'm sorry about the bad lighting, the low battery, and all that no, stuff. No, I just no. it's all about the conversation. Yeah. It's all good. It's Thanksgiving okay. speed it's round okay. with Francisco Ricky. Here we go. <laughs> Number one, what's the best dish on your Thanksgiving table? Bro, I, I'm gonna sound very like bland for saying this, but the fucking bread, like the the garlic or not the garlic right. rolls, the the dinner, the butter rolls. <laughs> oh, exactly, bro. Because I, I the bread. Yes, I'm the sorry, rolls. man. No, 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 Mike. Mike's with you on this one. You know, hundred percent. I yeah. listen. I My said man. last night. I was like, I said, Steph, do we got any rolls? And she was like, Why did your brother ask? Because Tina was asking me, and I was like, My No, man. he didn't ask. I'm asking. So all of us are asking for rolls. <laughs> Make them early, bro. Make them early. <laughs> there it is. Number two. Who in your family is most likely to ruin Thanksgiving? Me for sure. 
<laughs> Guaranteed, three man. Three people out of four so far. So that's me. three yeah. out of four. That's fucking great, man. My brother's a saint, you know. Uh, maybe my sister. My sister, I could see her doing something stupid, but nah. For as of right now, she's far away. She's in Australia for sure. I'm, I'm the runner-up. I'm. I would definitely fuck up Thanksgiving first. Pound for pound, number one, fucking up Thanksgiving. Big friend. Yeah. Here we go. Number three, uh, what is your post post Thanksgiving meal routine? What are you doing after you eat? Uh on a normal Thanksgiving, or you mean like because of this fight coming up? No, 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 no. Let's let's pretend the fight's not coming up. What are you doing normally? Uh, after Thanksgiving, just go out and drink. You know, now that I have all all these fucking carbohydrates inside me, I guess I, you know, have a higher tolerance, but um, <laughs> Not, not not really i don't i don't eat too much because we also eat pretty late you know we we get over to the house where where we do thanksgiving at which has been a tradition now for the last almost 20 years um because we're italian so we're, we don't actually do a thanksgiving um over there i mean we have a version of thanksgiving but when we come here it's like you know the big turkey like you cook everything you have gravy and uh carrot soup which is actually one of my favorites as well so we go we go over the, to their house, but everybody that goes there because this company Reverso and it's all a bunch of Italians that work there, we all eat dinner very late. So we get there like three or four o'clock and we don't actually eat until like six or seven. So, you know, by the time you leave Thanksgiving lunch slash dinner, you know, we're pretty fed and, and I'm probably not going to eat anything until midday the next day. There you go. And then it's party time. Number four. That's right. How That's soon one. after Thanksgiving does the Christmas tree go up? Dude, if it was up to my girlfriend, she would have had the Christmas tree up back in June. But <laughs> with me, I'm trying to like, I'm like, hey, baby, let's, uh, you know, let's wait till after this fight. And then we'll put up the tree. But no, I, I'm pretty sure she's going to go get a Christmas tree on Friday. There it is. The weekend after Thanksgiving is the normal answer, I think. Dude. We are excited about this fight with you and Dave Mundell. We like you guys. Uh, you're both great, great fighters and uh, and good dudes, and we enjoy our time with both of you. Um, any final words you want to say before we let you go? Uh, not much. I actually thought you guys were going to ask about the weight cut because I was watching you guys uh, talking to Palomino and then talking to Dave. But, um, nah, I, I guess nothing really. I was just uh, – The weight cut. Wait, 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 wait a second. Why do you struggle with the weight cut to 175? Mm, no, I don't struggle. I don't struggle making 175 at so. all. I didn't think so. No, the, so the last couple of fights, I actually had a really easy weight cut because I was very close to 85 or sorry. I was really close to 75 because of the knee, because of the other stuff. And then when I fought Maxwell, I only had to cut to 85. But this is probably going to be a little bit of a cut. I'm not wow. going to lie. Well, Good luck to you on that. Not, 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 nothing massive just compared to the last one, which was literally just like f f fucking, you know, five, 10 pounds. Yeah. This one's going to be just a little bit more, but not that much. Not, not as much as Dave. I saw him, his <laughs> face all sucked out and him nice and dry when he was in the camera. He's got, he's got beautiful cheekbones now. You know, you can see it. He bought an Xbox to keep his mind off of it. <laughs> Bro, you guys saw him, right? He was nice and skinny. Yeah. He's going to slow roast right next to that turkey tomorrow. Get ready, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Bring the gravy. He's on his way, man. That's He's right. on his way for sure. Well, man, best of luck for, to both of you guys to go put on a fight of the night performance, both of you. Um, BKFC 34, December 3rd, Hollywood, Florida, Francisco Ricky versus Dave Mondell for the 175-pound title. Defending his title. Thank you very much for your time, sir. Uh, Mike, got anything else for him? Uh, thank you for coming on. Can't wait to see this fight. 
Wish we could be there. I might be there, but maybe not. I don't know. So if you're there, come to the after party, brother. Oh yeah, oh, absolutely. God. God willing, you know, me and Dave, of course, are, are both safe after the fight. You know, no uh, crazy damage because, of course, you never know nowadays. But you know, may may God keep us both safe. But if 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 so, then let's all go to the fucking after party and have a good time. Yes, sir. All right, man. Well, enjoy yourself tomorrow as much as you can, and we will talk to you soon. You got it, my brother. All right, all take right. it easy. Take care. Bye. There he is. There he is. One seventy-five pound champ, Francisco Ricky, fighting Dave Mondell. December 3rd, man. I wish I could be there. I could not, but you know what? Circumstances come around and, and we can't make yeah. them all. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, we have our last guest of the evening in the waiting room right now. He is going to be fighting Luis Baboon Palomino for the 155-pound title. This man is on a three-fight win streak in the 155-pound division. He is a gentleman of violence. He is Tom motherfucking Shof. Boom. How's it going, guys? Boom. Yeah. What's up, dude? Not a whole lot. Just you know, sitting here hanging out, watching you guys talk to Francisco. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, we're running a few minutes behind, but you know how That's this always good. works. Uh, dude, you got yourself your title shot. You called yep. for it. You know, when we yeah. talked to Luis a little earlier tonight, he goes, I'm the champ. I'm asking for people. It should be the other way around. People should be calling the champ out. You called the champ out. It yeah. worked. You got that title shot, dude. How yeah. happy are you that you get this opportunity to go in there with him? You know, this is just uh it's all the it's all the hard work I put in for the last 15 years. It's all the disfiguration on this beautiful face, you know. It just it makes it all worth it. I've got a chance to go out there and prove to the world that I'm, you know, better than the best. So Listen, we saw the pictures it. this week, the disfiguration. I mean, come on now. <laughs> you're like the picture like perfect uh bare knuckle fighter out there you're the guy you're the you're the mustachio you know what i'm saying yeah you got you know, them, that I've, black I've got and whites going yeah i, the I got the look i got the week. style you know i might as well just get the belt too there you go man <laughs> i tell you i was telling somebody about this upcoming uh event and i was like um this guy tom Schof. i'm like he's like uh, exactly what you would think a bare knuckle fighter would look like. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, hold on, pull my phone out. I'm like, let me get my fucking, let me get my phone out. Get, pull up your Instagram. And they're like, holy shit. That is, you're right. If, if you asked me to describe a bare knuckle fighter, that is what he, <laughs> what he would look like yeah. right there. Yep. It's I'm funny. And I showed her the picture of you, like in front of the John L. Sullivan statue. Poster boy. Mm -hmm. Oh, dude. Awesome, yeah. man. You finally, you have put in the work. You've been a company guy. You've been in there. You fought. This will be your eighth fight, right? Eighth mm -hmm. fight. Yeah. Eighth yeah. fight for the company. Um, you fought nothing but the best. Uh, you're on this three fight win streak now. Uh, all hard work pays off, ladies and gentlemen. And yeah. now you get to go in there against the pound for pound champ who is ultra confident, by the way. Oh, I'm he sure he on, is. He was on the show a little earlier. We asked him what impressed him about you and his answer was nothing i mean <laughs> i don't think we ever really get a different answer most of the time <laughs> his answer was nothing i mean tom not even your That's mustache fair. like he didn't say anything he didn't he say a goddamn that. thing now let, let me ask you, let me ask you you're going in against the, the number one pound for pound guy luis palomino he's seven yeah. and oh 
Yeah. Um, you know, talk a little bit about your opponent and what it would, you know, what it would mean to give him that first uh, loss on his bare knuckle record. I mean, there's a reason Luis is, you know, pound for pound number one. Uh, he's got seven wins. He's got two belts. I can't take any of that away from him. Um, you know, I could come up with any number of reasons why I think he shouldn't have won the fights that he 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 won. But the more point is, is he won those fights. There's a reason he's considered the best in most people's eyes. Uh, I think that's great. I think that's fantastic. I think that he believes his own hype. Uh, and maybe he should, but uh, I don't. I don't believe the hype. I don't believe that he is this gift to bare knuckle. Um, I, I, I don't, I'm trying very hard not to be rude, <laughs> uh, but gonna have you know, to I just, I, I, Luis is Luis is Luis has had his fucking time. All right. Like that's the best way that I can put it. Like he's, he's, he's done good things. He's had his opportunity in the sport, you know, and nobody's here to take any of the things he's already done away from him. I'm just here to take what I believe is mine. And that's the 155 pound title. Um, I think mentally he's already moved up to 165 pounds. Uh, I think physically he's past his prime, and that's why he's full of Mexican supplements. And uh, I think that on December 3rd, we're going to figure out who the, the better fighter is. Not who's the better athlete, not who's the better boxer, not who's got the cooler training partners or the more impressive fucking facility, like who the better fighter is. And... Uh, that's what it means to me to fight the best, you know, pound for pound in the world. Is I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna beat you. I'm gonna prove to the world that you're not the best. Man, ultra confident going in there against yeah Luis Palomino. You know, I love Very it. Confident. I love it, dude. This fucking fight has a fight of the year potential written all over it. A lot of his fights have uh, gone the distance. He had, I don't I don't know when. Was it Jim Ayler's the last time uh, he, he yeah. finished someone? Yep. Which, yeah. But it, all of his fights are impressive. You will agree with that, right? Yeah. He goes to war with yeah. his guys. And, um, and uh, like I said, I mean, I can find things to pick apart about each fight, you know, if I wanted to be that guy. But the point is, is he's won. You know, like if I want to give credit where credit is due, he's gone out there and he's won. Um that's that's as, as as polite as I can be about it. Uh, we want to get deeper into it, then yeah, I think that there are things that have certainly been in his favor in each one of those fights. And I think that I'm bringing something to the table. I'm bringing a combination of things to the table that he's never seen before. You know? And I think that's why he's going to be in for a rude awakening on uh, on December 3rd, because the, the what, what I have to offer is a combination of, of sorts that he's he's never had to experience, even in his MMA career. He's he, he's never experienced somebody like me, and I'm completely confident in that. 
What is it that sets you apart from guys like Tyler Goodjohn or or Dat Wynn or even or even Elvin Brito? Like Brito is one of the most unorthodox fighters out there. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it about you that is so different from the opponents that he's gone through? I think the combination of heart and uh, skill. You know, not to say that Elvin Brito isn't talented because Elvin Brito is very talented. And I think he got robbed of a fucking decision win when he when he fought for that title. I think Elvin absolutely beat Luis Palomino. Uh, that's one of my things that I could have thrown out earlier. But anyway, um, you know, I I think that between my height, my reach, my ferocity, my forward pressure, my movement, my footwork, my punch output. The, the fact that I don't slow down in fights, I get faster. If you watch if you watch any of the fights and you go through any of the, the compu box numbers, my punch counts go up. Like I continuously put on pressure. I continuously in your face. I'm going to break your body down. I'm going to break your head down. Like I have what I feel is there's a reason why I look the part. It's because I am the part. Like the, this, this sport was... I, I'm, I'm, I'm built for this plain and simple and, and not to say that any of those guys aren't, but none of them have the, none of them have the coach that I have. <laughs> none of them have the, 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 the corner that I have. And, uh, and I mean that, you know, uh, my, my coach Andy Pierce is, is the greatest ally anybody could have when it comes to combat sports. And I'm just blessed to have that man in my corner. Um, and we've been preparing for this for a long time. You know, I think that's another thing that I have to, uh, to my advantage is I, I would, I've been waiting for this fight since I yelled it after my last fight. I've been training for this fight since June, July, like literally training for to fight Luis since June or July. You know, like I, I've got months of preparation. I've got, I've got years of anticipation, and uh, and I've got everything else. And and here you are. And I know <laughs> we said earlier, hey, you called them out and you got the fight, but it wasn't as easy as you just calling them out and getting the fight, right? Because there was a time where there was a like a lag. You know, you you mm-hmm. fought, and then there was a time of all right after your fight sure maybe medical suspension for a little while cool then after that training and let's do some uh, contract you know business behind the scenes but then you were online and you were you know recording yourself like waiting on you waiting on you mm-hmm. and then you started coming out with more stuff and i feel like it did take a little while what was the hold up there what, what, what do you what do you know exactly what it was that was holding up the the contract um, negotiations or, or were, I mean, were I, there even any at all? at that I point? know as much as they'll tell me, you know? Um, and, and from what I could figure it out was first, it was a venue. So over a, like a two week period, I got five different phone calls. Um, but first it was venue. Then it was opponent. Then it was location. Then it was another opponent. Then it was maybe we won't do it for the belt. Then it was completely off the table. Then it was, no, we're going to do this. We're going to make this, get this figured out. Um, you know, uh, but fortunately, you know, I was able to get a hold of Feldman 
And after all the chaos and all the craziness, you know, I was just, I just called Feldman personally and I talked to him and I said, Hey man, I don't know what the hell is going on, but we got to get this figured out because I, I can't sit on the bench anymore. I can't sit and wait anymore. You know, um, hindsight always being 2020, it was a good thing that it kind of played out the way that it did. Cause like I said, it's given me so much time to train and so much time to get better. And, and I'm looking forward to going out and, you know, putting those skills on display, you know, in December. But, uh, but yeah, it, I think it was just a lot of, a lot of just like you said, the behind the scenes stuff that none of us really understand or have to deal with when it comes to promotions because we're not promoters. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was that stuff. And we can bitch and moan and complain about it. But let's be honest, they don't have a show unless we fight. and We don't have a show unless they put it on. So, right. You know, the, that's yeah. that. Well, it played out the way it played out. And now you find yourself in a Now we're going to put on the biggest show of the year, you know? Yeah. In a, in a, in like, I don't know if you heard us talking about that venue, dude. You guys are main eventing in one of the best venues for a bare knuckle event. I, I swear to God, I'm not shitting on any other venues, but that Hollywood Hard Rock is fucking perfect for this sport. It is fantastic. And <sighs> hold on, I, I keep getting distracted by this comment. Um, we have, <laughs> yes. we, we have a comment. We have, we have a, a New York, New York Tutors is, is the YouTube name. And he says, my wife wants Tom to make an OF page. <laughs> You're sponsored by OnlyFans, correct? My no. wife says if she's if she can't get Tom show if she <laughs> never mind. I can't read that. <laughs> you'll this read comment. it afterwards. You'll read it. Go into the you. comment. Yeah, go into the comments and read. You were talking and I saw it and I tried not to laugh because you were talking about something serious. And I read this shit and I'm like, oh Jesus Christ. He's My wife it. wants you to make an OnlyFans page. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then he basically offered the wife up, man. I I gotta yeah. tell you, man. You're Dive into lo- the YouTube comments yeah. after the show. Yeah. You're, you're obviously you're obviously loved, my friend. Well, um, I appreciate the love, but <laughs> gross. It could, hey, you never know. This could be like Kathy Ireland or some shit. Kathy That's Ireland. Point, bro. What is this? Nineteen ninety-nine. I love to offer you up on a YouTube page. <laughs> chances are not likely. Right? Oh my god. Uh, yeah, like Kathy Ireland. You like that? That was like an. That's a random poll right there. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. Kathy Ireland was like a was a like model a sport, like was like 90s. a Sports Illustrated swimsuit model in like 1993, dude. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah. Like the, the chick with the uh, the mole. You remember Madonna? her? Yeah, that was no, Cindy Madonna. Crawford. Cindy Crawford. Cindy Crawford. Yeah, that one. Yes, yeah, same era. Same era. Okay. Yeah. Right. Matter of fact, but no. fun, fun trivia fact. Um, you My ever you ever see? Um, no, have you ever seen National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon One? It was like a spoof on Lethal Weapon, starring Samuel L. Jackson and Emilio Estevez. No, but that sounds fantastic. It is fantastic. You should look up National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon 1. Is that when they go in the trailer? Yes. And it looks like a trailer on the beach. They walk in, and it's a fucking mansion. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, Kathy Ireland is Emilio Estevez's love interest in that movie. Okay. Yeah. Right. And she's like, but fuck. I have to do a lot of research for this one comment, but I'm in. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. yes. L- listen, and she's super, like, not very good looking with her hair up. She's got, like, this fucking really face, like, this face. And then she, 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 she turns around, she puts her hair down, and then she goes like this, and she turns around, and it's Kathy Ireland. You're yes, like, yes, that's right. That's right. It's too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, dude, uh, we perfect. just got way off track here. Oh yeah, <laughs> I love getting off track. Oh, Nothing wrong with it. 
No, Tom, are you coming with an army down there in fucking in uh, Hollywood, Florida? Are you gonna go? Are you gonna go down there with your team and your team only with one one uh, one goal in mind? You know, um, I don't think I'll have an army, but I will have a a good group of people with me. Uh, I got some some friends from the gym coming down. My girls coming down. My mom's coming down. Uh, my uncle. Uh, some people from the church. You know, I've got a, a good little group of people that are coming down. But uh, I would I wouldn't call it an army. No, no. Have you worked on a big walkout here? Because I'm telling you, you're going off. You're going against a walkout guy. You know, he's got some pretty damn good walkouts. You got something planned here? Not really, man. I'm. Uh, I got a pretty cool walkout song, and uh, I think it. I think it fits pretty, pretty appropriately for uh, for the scenario that that I'm in. Um, I know he's all into like his show, and you know his his fucking kimono that he wears and his mask and his samurai sword and all that other shit. And that's cool, you know, but like, like I did that shit when I was like my fourth, fifth professional fight. Like I gave up the, the thematics, the, 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 what the theatrics many moons ago. Um, I believe they call it pageantry in boxing, right? The okay, pageantry. all right, yeah, pageantry, sure. <laughs> the pageantry. Um, there it comes I, with I, the pageantry. I try to, <laughs> I feel like the BKFC does a good enough job at making itself look like the WWE. It doesn't need the fighters helping out in any way, shape, or form. Uh, so, no, I'm just going to walk out and get pumped up like I normally do and get in there and get ready to whoop some ass. You know, that's... I'm the, I'm I'm there to win a world title. I'm not necessarily there to uh, put on a, a a song and dance performance. Have you brought anybody into your camp um, that has had experience with Luis or anybody that has mimicked him at all in your camp? No, no. I've got some shorter fellas uh, that I've been working with, and um, that's really it. You know, like I I've been. I've been blessed that I have the coach that I have and that I have the, the people that I have in my corner as far as uh, motivation and, and get me where I need to be technically and uh, physically. Uh, I haven't been equally as blessed with sparring partners and training partners, and that's not uh, anything to say that there's not good fighters here in Oklahoma. It's just that, you know, Luis is, you know, it's Luis Palomino, you know, so it's going to be very difficult to find somebody who can match that that size, that speed, that intensity. Um, but I have guys that have a little bit of hit this, a little bit of that, you know, they could, they can mimic and coordinate and they're relatively same size and things like that. So I feel, I feel comfortable with the work that I've, with, that I've gotten in, you know, and uh, I've always felt confident in my ability to maintain range. Uh, so, you know, I, it, could I have had better sparring partners? Yes. But do I feel any less confident? No. This fucking fight is going to be fantastic. I swear to God, the two yeah, of you is. guys in there, what you bring to the table, what he's what he's done so many times in there, I cannot fucking wait for this one. You have absolutely earned it, and you may very well be the toughest opponent he's ever stepped in there with. He'll tell us that 
Tyler Goodjohn was, and he very well could have been. But you know, well, yeah, I mean, Tyler Goodjohn literally was a fucking heavy bag with arms in that fight. He walks forward and let Luis punch him in his fucking face. <laughs> the guy threw less than seventy punches that whole fucking fight. Like, get get out of here. Of course, that was his toughest opponent. That was, and you still couldn't finish the guy. Let's be honest, bro. Like the guy walked forward and let you beat his fucking ass, and you still couldn't put him down. It's not maybe that says more about Tyler Goodjohn's chin than it does anything else, but uh, yeah, you know, the, the, Tyler could very well be his toughest opponent. I don't have to be his toughest opponent. I just got to be better than him. That's it. You know, like I, I'm a tough guy. I could take a shot. We've proven that. If if Julian Lane couldn't fucking knock me out, I don't think you're gonna be able to knock me out, bro. Joe Moore couldn't knock me out. I don't think you're gonna be able to knock me out, bro. Like the only time I've been knocked out in this sport was against Diego Grijo. And if you watch that footage, I caught a forearm to the fucking neck. I got the worst Judy chop of my life. <laughs> like nobody's getting up after that. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man. I, you know, I just I. I don't need to be tough. I just need to be better. Right. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to be better. So, yeah, man, it's going to be a great fight. This has this has fight of the decade written all over it. And oh, uh, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I'm going to finish that man in the fourth round. I'm going to yeah. set a pace from round one, and he's he's going to crumble by round three and round four. I'm going to put that man away. I will oh. be obviously prepared but blown away if he makes it to the fifth round. And I hope he hears me. I hope he's watching this, and I hope he's pacing around his house fucking pissed off and frustrated and headed to the gym right now to go put in some fucking miles. Go do it. Go put in more miles. Go put in more road work. You're going to fucking need it, dude. Jeez. I can't even. This is what makes how. me want it more and more. Like, you know, what's crazy is like, all right, if we weren't trucking any of you guys, I'd be watching every fucking fight anyway. So it wouldn't matter. But like, now that we talk to you guys all the time and you just added fucking, to, you just fucking just throw more fuel. Just keep yeah. going. Well, like, I mean, that's what we're here just, to do, right? On. Like, let's let's be honest. Yeah, you know, like we're here to sell this fight, and yep. and I don't have to lie or be braggadocious or over the top to sell this fight. I'm just going to yeah. be completely honest with you and give you my opinion. That's that's from one man to the rest of the world. That's my opinion. You work harder, bro. You're going to need to like. And they just passed this new thing where they're not allowing like certain rehydration processes after the fights and whatnot. So. Best of luck with your weight cut, homeboy. Let me know so how that cycle routine's working out for you. Similar to what the UFC does, basically, they're trying to cut down on IVs, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I figured that would come eventually. Yeah, yeah. Can I, I, mean, ask, I, can I ask you something? Yeah, Tom, if you win this fight and you take his 155 pound belt from him. Mm -hmm. Will you immediately ask to fight him again at 165 <laughs> and take the 165 belt? No, like, because I'm not going to no. be a douche like him and clog up two weight divisions. Like no. I know my place, bro. I'm going to stay in my lane. 165 okay. pounds. The, you know, Elvin Brito and uh, Connor Tierney can get after it after one of them takes the belt from. I think Elvin should get a rematch. Uh you know, but uh, I don't think my opinion, you know, holds too much water for a lot of people. So, uh, no, I'm not going to try to go right up to 165 pounds. I know my place. I know where I stand. I'll stay at 155. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll keep the 155-pound the division rolling and, you know, hopefully get, you know, three or four defenses in 2023. There you go. That's fucking fantastic. That's a great answer, man. 
you are always entertaining on the mic, in the ring, outside the ring, at the events, dressed in your uh, dressed to the nines, having a beer with the fans. I mean, on the mic, I miss show. On the mic, I miss show. I mean, like you are, you are, you are definitely one of the faces of the organization, along with your opponent on December third. You guys are, I have no doubt, going in there to put on a fight of the year, like you said, fight of the decade contender. We're going to ask you a couple questions real quick and then we'll let you get out of here. Thanksgiving is tomorrow. Thanksgiving speed round with the gentleman of violence himself. I know you probably aren't indulging in Thanksgiving, but just to go ahead and play with us anyway. What is your, what's your favorite dish on the Thanksgiving table? My favorite dish typically. So we usually make the same couple of dishes for all the holidays. Um, but we make this what's called a confetti macaroni and cheese. And basically it's like the old school Velveeta uh, shells with like the actual Velveeta cheese. And then you get the old English cheese and you throw some of that in there. And then you put uh, onions, red peppers, green peppers, and jalapenos. And you mix all that in there. And oh man, that's fantastic. And then my mom makes this dessert called banana cream pie. It's got a graham cracker crust with real bananas and whipped cream. Oh, and man. Oh, it's fantastic. Uh, so those are usually my two favorite dishes, but uh, I can't right. indulge as much as I would like to this year. So I'm just going to have to uh, have have little bits, little bites, little bites. Yeah, little bites. Why did I think that confetti macaroni and cheese had fruity pebbles in it? What the fuck is wrong? <laughs> I don't know, but I love fruity pebbles. I do too. If you don't like fruity pebbles, you can get the fuck out of here. I fucking love fruity pebbles. Be gone, sir. I'm so glad that now that I'm a grown up, that I don't have to eat fruity crisp anymore. My mom used to buy the bootleg brand, and I hated that shit. <laughs> Those ones are good too, though. Man. I mean, come yeah. on. They, they work. I mean, you could taste the generic, but that's fine. Like, it didn't yeah. matter. It was still sweet. That's all that matters. Confruity Crisp. Oh, yeah. my God. I love it. I'll Number never two. eat Confruity Crisp again if I have anything to do with it. <laughs> Number two. Number two. Who in your family <laughs> is most likely to ruin Thanksgiving? Oh, man. You know, I'm going to take the easy road out here and say uh it's kind of fucked up but so my my brother joe died a couple years ago and uh but he he it was really joe man like joe (laughs) joe's just the one (laughs) it would have been the oldest he uh he was the one that was most set in his ways and if he wanted to fucking get drunk and smoke weed at 10 o'clock in the morning while everybody was trying to cook god damn it he was going to and yeah. he was going to help you cook and you were going to like it you know so I'll, I'll take the easy road and uh not get myself in trouble this holiday and just give joe a shout out yeah, <laughs> awesome that is a fantastic answer and uh, shout out to your brother joe number three what is your post thanksgiving meal routine you got done mm-hmm. eating the thanksgiving meal what are you doing with yourself it's usually like movies and sleep, man. Um, in the past, when I'd hang out with my dad, you know, like I we'd watch football and shit like that. But uh, I won't see him this year. I'll see him for Christmas, but I won't see him for Thanksgiving. So this year, probably just gonna be movies and sleep. That's probably gonna be what what is little, most uh little home alone. I, little home gotta, alone. Little wet bandits, maybe. You know, I don't know if I'll be alone, but. Uh, Something will be wet. 
<laughs> oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. All right. And last question for you, sir. Number four. How soon after Thanksgiving does a Christmas tree go up? Mm. I don't know. That's not my responsibility. You're going to have to ask my old lady that one. She uh, she handles all that. She takes care of all the decorations. I just I, I say, good job, baby. That looks great. You know, and then go from there. Um, nice. But I'll probably go with uh, I'd have to agree with uh, with Frank, you know, when he said, you know, if it was up to her, she would have had it up in June or whatever he said. You know, yeah, <laughs> she wanted to put it up last week. And I told her, no, I said, it's not even like she wanted to put it up before uh, Halloween. I said, no, I said, no, like you've got two more holidays. What are you doing? So, but again, to, to give you an exact date, I don't know. Not uh. a clue. Gonna be soon. tomorrow. The answer is tomorrow soon. night. Yeah, right. Yeah. No, my luck. I'm gonna come home from the gym tomorrow morning, and she's like, "Guess what we're doing?" <laughs> Sweet. Sweet. The music will oh, be playing. Man. You'll hear Mariah Carey as you're going in the door. Bro, you open it up. You're like, "Oh, okay, here would, we go." I would jam out to some Mariah Carey. There's <laughs> no if ands or buts about that. Uh, between awesome. that fantasy song and that, all I want for Christmas is you, bro. Me and Mariah like this yeah go back like babies and pacifiers <laughs> damn right damn right that was that a shout out to old dirty bastard from a mariah carey song Is that's that correct doing? oh man mike you're on it dude holy like that? shit man, Wu -Tang is for the family it's right yep. here wu-tang is for, for everybody um tom shove man congratulations on getting your title shot we cannot wait Thank to you. see you fight on december 3rd against the number one pound for pound guy in the world, Luis the Baboon Palomino, Hollywood, Florida, BKFC 34. Any final words for anybody that's watching? Thank you all for taking the time out of your day to listen to us ramble. And uh, if you want to continue to support uh, the gentleman of violence and other bare knuckle fibers by the app and subscribe to the YouTube channels and observe all of our uh, hard work and efforts you know through throughout the uh the next handful of years because that's that's what's going to keep us employed so the thank you for doing that to this point and if you want to continue to support us continue doing that and that's all i got man i'm just gonna you let me keep going i'm gonna ramble yeah so. it's it's simple <laughs> as that man uh you are a gentleman of violence. You are Tom Schof. You are the main event, December 3rd. Thank you very much for giving you giving us a little bit of your time tonight, sir. Mike, you got anything else for Tom? Uh, thank you so much for coming on. I cannot wait to see this title fight. I know that everyone is waiting with bated breath. You know, this is a fight that a lot of hardcore fans of BKFC have wanted to see for a while. They've wanted to see you in this position. Obviously, Palomino is who he is, and you've been fighting your way up the ranks to get here. So this is like a long time coming, so cannot wait for this. Well, thank you both very much for, for saying as much, and thank you guys for having me here. And I'm looking forward to seeing you guys. Well, hopefully I'll see you guys next week. But uh, if not, well, then we'll have to come back. I'll have to come back on after the, uh, the show and show you guys my new belt. All Absolutely. Right, <laughs> Thanks a lot. Have a good uh, holiday tomorrow, and we'll talk to you soon. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Happy right, Thanksgiving. Bye. Later. There it is, Tom Schoof, the gentleman of violence himself. Dude, awesome guest tonight. All five yeah. guests fucking absolutely it's killed it. It's good. Um, it's good. It's good. Dude, 
there's also so that event is fantastic there's also an event this weekend we should probably talk about it real quick before we end there the absolutely night. is there's a the newcastle bkfc is in newcastle yeah this weekend the main event is mick terrell and our boy panda banks i say yep. our boy because we've talked to him a couple times and <laughs> uh and um he's a funny bastard and he's a fucking tough guy we got to know him from his time in Fight Circus and uh, Bare Knuckle Kingdom. But now he's fighting real BKFC. Not that the other shit wasn't real BKFC. He, and he said it, too, to us. He was like, oh, I'm going to be fighting BKFC. And uh, here he is. You know, it's like a full circle. How that? It's yeah. so weird how that happens. We're like there in the beginning. He's fighting somewhere. And then, boom, now he's fighting here. It's wild, and guys. And for for those who are going to be tuned into that event, it starts at three o'clock in the afternoon here. Yeah. So is that Saturday? Is it Saturday or Friday? It's Saturday, right? There it November is. November twenty sixth is a Saturday. So Saturday at three p.m. in the afternoon. If you don't have any other shit going on, what better to do than sit down, open up a beer, get some snacks, and watch? These guys beat the living shit out of each other in Newcastle, UK. Yep. I am going to be watching. 100% going to be watching. I will be watching as well. Um, And then after that event is December 3rd in Hollywood. Man, the BKFC keeps rolling. And then after BKFC in Hollywood 34, um, they're in, where are they, in Thailand again? Is it in Thailand? The, the 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 next Asian the BKC yes. Asia, Dude, yeah. They, it, they went keep, to Thailand. They were supposed to go to Cambodia, was it? Yeah, it's uh, and now it's Thailand. They they just keep fucking pumping out events. It's amazing. We have a new sponsor, by the way, guys. <laughs> we have we have a new sponsor. You're supposed to play this in the beginning. You went right through it. Yeah, well, you blasted right through that shit. <laughs> I was like, are we playing this or not? And then I was like, fuck it. Well, no, we but. I didn't want to keep our guests waiting too long. Well, but I think we should play it. I Got think it's, it. uh, I mean, I don't, you know, huh? you can, it's kind of a waste at the end here, but you can play it. Well, there's a few people that can see it and then we'll play it at the beginning of the next one. Yeah. For those diehards that are here right now, get ready for the best <laughs> of Mike Honnold at his best. Here we go. Do it, Mike. Do it, do it, yeah, do it. Norcom Mortgage and Michael Mish are delivering the American dream to those who serve America, helping veterans obtain the dream of home ownership. They offer programs that include no money down, no first-time homebuyer requirement, 100% cash-out refinances, rehab loans. They can help you purchase a home, purchase a condo, refinance an existing mortgage. Create a dream home with Rehab Loan. To learn more, visit www.michaelmish.norcommortgage.com or call 860-884-2103. Best in the business, my man right there. Oh my god. Hey, what's going awesome. on there? How do you like my how do you like my 90s game show host uh Yuck theme? It Up voice? Yeah, hey, what's going on? Hey, what's going on there? But dude, that's my that first is, uh, that legit is, commercial right there. God that is it. his first legit commercial. And guys, 
Uh, Norcom Mortgage is our newest sponsor. It, they are a fantastic company, and Michael Mish, who just happens to be related to me, is not one, Mike and Mish. Michael Mish. He is one of the top mortgage brokers in the entire country, guys. He is licensed in like how many? Thirty. Thirty-eight. Thirty-eight states. So you are anywhere in the country, you know, you have a 38 out of 50 chance that he can help you out in refinancing your And he your can get a home. license in other states too. Dude, I think that's just what he's at now. The guy's the best in the business for real. And I'm not just saying that because he's my cousin. He really is. He Back in the day, I don't know, like 10, 15, 10 years ago, probably 10, 12 years ago, he was in the top 40 under 40 businessmen in some like business magazine in the country. Yeah. And now, you know, now we're now we're 40s something. He's <laughs> so still we're killing it though. Yeah, he's still so. killing it, man. He's the man. We thank him so much for jumping on board here. Go to Norcom. Uh go to it is, it? it is www.michaelmish.norcommortgage.com or call 860-884-2103. You do not have to live in Connecticut. He can help you. And even if you have any questions, you can call him up. And he will answer your questions. He already told us it does not matter if he doesn't have a license in that state. He can get a license. But if he even doesn't have it now, he will help you with any questions you have. So just call him up and ask. Ask away. Ask away. 38 out of 50 states this guy is licensed in. He's the man. He is uh, He is jumping on board with the Mike and Miss show. And he's joining our other main sponsor, uh, Guerrilla Warfare Apparel. We got we got a couple of the new shirts on tonight. Stay violent, my friends. And he's got the warfare shirt right there. Like we said, they have a big black uh Black Friday uh sale going on all week. The Black Friday is Friday after Thanksgiving, but it's all week long. It's 20% off everything. And if you don't get out there this week, get on the website, use our promo code Mike and Mish, and get 15% off any other day. So uh, with that said, we don't have a show tomorrow night. We hope everybody has an amazing Thanksgiving. Watch out for the libations and the family members because every once in a while you get a little food in you, you get too many drinks in you, and there might be some – there's a high probability of a violence, violence <laughs> fucking yep, or warfare. Or warfare. In your home. Yeah, so – Keep it civilized. Don't talk no politics at the dinner table. Eat the turkey. Enjoy yourselves. Watch some football. And we will catch up with you next week. Mike, do you have anything else for the peeps? Yeah. I am thankful for all of you that are here watching and who have been watching. And I love this show. And I'm thankful for Kyle. And I'm thankful for the BKFC for helping us out and my family and, and all that good shit. So thank you all. There it is, man. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody, and we will catch up with you next week. Peace.